0: Oh, What, folks, marks the shortest North American professional
1: sports league offseason? We welcome you folks into the first of its kind in the 2020 MI6 Sports Network NBA Draft Show. Live, folks, over a multi-hour event as we give you our live analysis and live reactions on air to the first full round of the 2020 NBA Draft as we prepare, though, for the 2020 and 2021 NBA season on air, folks, for the entire first round. Again, giving you guys our thoughts and, again, our live reactions here tonight to all the draft picks made in round number one of the NBA draft. Alongside folks, John Mathis, Isaiah Young, and Ryan Schreiner. Cal McClure joining you folks here today as we wind down this Wednesday. We'll have plenty more of our guests, though, and plenty more of our MI6 family joining us, though, throughout the course of tonight's program. John, good to see you, man. How are we doing tonight? And again, uh, eagerness is here now for a new NBA season.
2: Hey, my friends. I'm feeling good tonight. I'm ready to get the show started. There's going to be plenty of fun tonight uh, talking about the NBA draft. Let's get let's get it started, guys. I, I'm so excited.
1: It's going to be a good night. Also, Isaiah Leung joining us from inside of his home in Fremont, California today. Not the Garage Studios. Isaiah should be a fun night, man. I know, of course, we're trying our best to not check the phones and check the iPads about news, but it's going to be a fun night to uh, be a part of the program and again, see all of us uh, reacting live to all the picks made in the NBA draft.
3: Yeah, Callan, I am in the war room, man. This is where good stuff happens, man. I got the studio set up. I got the future Hall of Fame point guard, LaMelo Ball, with the Warriors logo right here, I got the jersey made. Um, also, I got my Lakers shirt on, and who knows? Maybe in a bit, we will have the entire Pacific Division rep uh, on the studio with the Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker coming on the wall uh, real soon. But yeah, I can't wait, man. I've been waiting for this day for a long, long time. You know, I promised my former coworkers at the uh, Oracle Arena, now the Chase Center, that hey, I would come back to work with the Warriors, if the Warriors landed LaMelo Ball. And you know what? I want to go back and work for the Golden State Warriors because that arena is so damn nice. And, you know, that team with Curry and, unfortunately, Clay with his uh, injury that he suffered, we'll get more into that later. But, you know, LaMelo Ball and Golden State in the Bay with Lavar signed me up. But, yeah, I cannot wait for this program. I got a large cup of coffee with me, I am ready to go wide awake, let's do this man
1: and also <laughs> we welcome our buddy Ryan Schreiner in from Cleveland tonight as well as we can tell by Ryan's nameplate, please do not hurt me tonight, Cavs, again the Cavaliers holding that number 5 pick right now in the NBA draft, Ryan good to see you my friend and uh should be a fun night and we thank you for staying up and for joining us to uh, watch round 1 of the NBA draft, maybe even the full draft who knows, but good to see you though man, how we doing tonight Thanks.
4: I'm doing fantastic. One of my favorite sporting events of the entire year for any league is the draft Because there's just so much hope there's so much mystery intrigue. Who's gonna go where? Honestly, this shapes the future of teams for five to ten years So it's just an exciting night full of hope And for the Cavs, honestly I just hope one thing they don't make a stupid pick As a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, that's honestly just the mindset that you have to have ever since LeBron left. It's just, please don't do something stupid. So if the Cavs just stay at five and draft Adobe, what's his name? Uh, Adobe out of Dayton, I will be extremely, extremely pleased. We will see. Yeah, we will see
1: how things uh, fall into place here. Now, at this time, folks, we have a couple of draft night parameters and some basic rules for our viewers to follow. Now, again, folks, we know that we, again, invite you to drop us your thoughts and your opinions and, again, your hot takes, cold takes, loony takes. How are those, folks? As you may notice, the the scrolling message, though, on the air tonight if you're watching via the live stream. Again, folks, we are totally away from social media throughout the course of this draft night because once, in fact, the draft does begin at 4.30 Pacific time. We're actually, folks, going to do our best to stream the draft here on StreamYard and to our Facebook account, though. Hopefully, my computer will hold up its end of the bargain, but you also can probably tell that John has the draft, though, on behind him on his television. But, though, folks, we do ask, though, that you please do not interfere with what uh, is going on with our coverage here by commenting or sharing any news or, or announcing the selection of, uh, of picks because, as I have said, though, over the course of the week, everybody – we want to react with you, the audience. And again, please don't spoil the movie for us. We want to, again, kind of have, you know, that chance to react. I'm sure you want to see a lot of us walk off the set, especially if Isaiah walks off the set and leaves the show permanently because of the Warriors not drafting Lame- uh, LaMelo Ball. We want to be able to see that in real time, though, and not be have it spoiled by anyone in our uh box. But, th- but folks, believe me, we do, again, invite your input, but it- but please try to do so either before a pick is made or after one is made. But also, folks, what you'll also see on screen, though, throughout the course of the night as well, is we have a little bit of a, pretty much like in golf, we have one of these that we'll put up on screen, though, as well. Uh, please do not put any more input into our chat box, because we'll wait, of course, for Commissioner Silver to drop the pick. And again, happily, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, have that live on air for you folks. Now, guys, with that in mind, though, again, uh, injury news is one thing. How are though, guys, as mentioned, this is the shortest offseason and all of professional North American sports. And also, as we've mentioned, though, guys, there has been a new or at least a announcement made by the NBA PR department uh, within the last day or two concerning the actual format to next season. we have that somewhat uh, built on a graphic here for all of us to digest real quick for the upcoming season format. And that, folks, uh, is going to be this new format of a 72-game regular season with each team Playing three games against each intra conference opponent so west west east east forty two games total with each pairing featuring two home games and one road game or one home game and two road games within each team's division, the league office is also randomly assigned which two opponents will play uh, will be played twice at home and which two opponents will be played twice on the road. all five teams from within a division will play all five teams from the from one other intra conference division twice at home and all five of the other conference twice on the road. And also, each team will play two games against each interconference opponent, 30 games total with each pairing featuring one home and one road game. And also, the 2020-21 season, guys, will be split up into two segments. The first one will take place around start of training camp. The second half of the season will be released during the latter part of the first half of the regular season, which also will include chances to make up games that may be postponed because of COVID concerns. And also, there is an all-star break from March 5th to the 10th between the first and second halves of the season. And also, guys, there is going to be a playoff play-in tournament for a one-year basis for the 2020-2021 season here today. Now, guys, again, a lot of moving parts here with that development here today, or at least over the past couple days with uh, the schedule format Ryan, give us your thoughts here about how the NBA is going to make this work, though, as, in fact, we get closer to the draft starting, but also your thoughts on the schedule format and how this is, in fact, going to work out for 72 games.
4: Well, first of all, let me just say the one thing I absolutely hate, and I mean I cannot stand this. I didn't know about this till now, so I'm reacting to this just live because I didn't hear about these rules. But the thing I absolutely hate is the rule where you play – in our conference opponents three times, which means two home and one road game. Honestly, the way they should have done it is Division games You face them four times two home two away or two home two away and then build from there Go back to the old rule where if you win your division you get a home series Honestly, they should have just made divisions more important in a shortened season and it it really would have just made things so much better. So I think they should have just gone divisions like normal and then branched out from there. Maybe you'll get less matchups with other teams outside of your division. But I think if they just went division and then expanded from there, that would have made the most sense. Although the one thing I do like is the play in tournaments. Honestly, the eighth, ninth, 10th seed, it doesn't matter. I mean, They're just going to get swept by the first seeded team. So just have some fun with it. I I wish this was a more permanent thing. So, yes, that is what I love and what I hate about this uh, schedule or league format they've announced. You know, John, this
1: is very interesting. But, again, it's being done, though, more so because of the nature of events we're in, sadly, right now with an ongoing global crisis and trying their best. I feel like they'll be trying their best to kind of keep things somewhat in a way Regionalizes. I have said, though, the past two to three weeks here again, you know, conference only, conference only, conference only. But at least, though, there seems to be more of an onus, though, on conference play here, where you still have your traditional one game at home versus Boston, one game on the road at Boston, if you're a Laker fan. But I think, though, that Ryan's right, though, that there seems to be more of an onus, though, on playing teams outside of your division, with the uh, more so, again, example, the Lakers playing Utah, Denver, Portland, Oklahoma City. Houston, a bit more than maybe the Clippers and the Warriors and the Kings and the Suns this year. John, what do you like or dislike about the season format coming up in just over a month?
2: Well, if you was going to regionalize it, you should have made it where they play the the teams that's closer to home, right? So, for instance, the Lakers would play the Sacramento Kings more. They'll play the Clippers more. They'll play the Portland Trailblazers. They'll play all the teams here on the West Coast more instead of, you know, uh, traveling to Utah for one game and then, you know, plan another game, maybe in LA or something like that. I think this format's kind of all, it's kind of all over the place. Um, it's one that they just rushed. They didn't really deliberate. They didn't take the time to really think this process out. They just quickly threw it together and now they're running with it and they're going to experiment and see how it works um the hope is that it doesn't, you know, uh feel a, a COVID nineteen spread. That that's that's the biggest hope right there. Um, but I think if he was gonna make it uh about regional play, you should have made it where they play more of the teams that are closer to home, teams within that proximity. And you know, it, it just seems like you're putting these teams in more danger of being exposed to the virus by making them travel to places um, in the Midwest, back to the West Coast. That's not really regionalizing things to me, but I do like the play-in game. I think that's awesome. I think that what that does, that gives you more of a competitive balance, that gives more teams an opportunity, that gives more teams a chance to actually contend for a championship, um, I think that's I think that's a great uh, thing to add to the playoff format.
4: With that in mind, Ryan, we'll go back over to you, buddy. What do you got to uh, add on to your point? i uh, say so I just had a quick thing to add with uh, my proposed format of playing four division games. Honestly, that would have really helped with this COVID-19 pandemic, because think about it, it's like this. You go to play your opponent, there will be two home, two away. You could really limit travel if you made, like, the home game a double header. So you play home game versus the same opponent two games in a row. It doesn't have to be back-to-back nights. But if you did that, you could severely reduce the amount of traveling. And that would have just really lent itself to better handle this pandemic. So I agree with you guys. This just seems a little rushed and trying to get a feeling of normality when it's not the most practical thing to do. And I would agree uh, with that
1: in mind, uh, Ryan, because a lot of colleges are going that route though of playing double headers in regards to, for example, I believe the big West conference is going that route. The mountain West conference is going that route of playing a game on a Thursday, having Friday up and playing again on a Saturday. So I definitely agree with Ryan's idea. As you welcome Bucket, uh, the guy wearing a Bucket hat, our buddy Trevor Williams, joining us from Columbus. Trev, good to see you, man. Uh, Hopefully all is going well, man, up there in Columbus. And uh, let's hear some thoughts about the uh, season format. Again, 72 games, Trevor, more of a notice, though, it appears to be basically right now with uh, conferences playing more of themselves. A couple of games mixed versus the other one. But Trev, good to see you, though, man. How are we doing, though?
5: I'm doing fantastic. It's a little cold out here in Columbus, Ohio. You know, it's, I think it feels like 39. So, you know, i got to bundle up if I go out anywhere and all that stuff, but you know, winter's in the air and when winter's in the air, basketball season starts. And tonight it's the draft. I'm so excited for it. As you can see, I got my scout hat on, got my Celtics Jersey. You know, next year I'll get my Orlando magic Jersey so I can truly be an Orlando magic fan. But for the games, 72 game season, it's definitely going to be an interesting one playing within your respective regions. So I like that, you know, with all of COVID. But at the same time, you got to figure out how you balance this out and, you know, try to prevent the spread of cases. So it's definitely going to be an interesting thing, you know, as we get the season underway.
1: And with that, Isaiah, we'll go over to you now. Now, as mentioned, Isaiah, this appears to be somewhat in a way my plan, a little bit with, again, more of an onus on the conference only format, but still, though. Your typical one game in Boston, one game in Brooklyn, one game in New York, one game in Orlando, vice versa, when they come to play in Los Angeles or play anyone on the West Coast. Isaiah, give us your thoughts, though, about the NBA season format that, again, will kick off on December 22nd with a 72-game regular season. But also, being it uh, with it being divided, though, in half, basically, where you play half the games, all-star break, then you play another half of games right after that, basically.
3: Well, I like it because I think that – well, let me tell you guys what part I like. I like the play-in tournament like Ryan and John have alluded to. I think that is very good for the NBA because it makes the final weeks of the NBA season more interesting than it normally would be. Because normally um, in a typical season without the play-in tournament, the final weeks are just – you have the star players resting. uh, Teams are just uh, also resting their – uh, veteran players, if they're not in the playoff chase, uh, just a tank. So it makes like the final weeks always just so boring. So I really like the fact that, you know, you have the eight, nine, 10, 11, teams able to play a play-in tournament just like uh, they did this year in the bubble to be able to have a chance to leapfrog the number eight team and make the playoffs. And it, especially in the loaded Western Conference with how deep the Western Conference is, uh, you have the Warriors, the Mavericks, the um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. They can make a push for it. Phoenix Suns. Um, so there's a lot of teams in the West. It's very loaded and it's going to make the playoffs. Uh, the play in tournament. Very, very interesting. Uh, but the part that I really don't like is, you know, how you have to travel from West coast to East coast and vice versa. I just think that by doing that, the NBA is putting, uh, the players, uh, in a very precarious position where they are more like very likely to contract the virus. Uh, and I think that they should have just made it where you have to you, like, like, They should have made it where it's like baseball, you know, where the West plays the West, the East plays the East, and there's not travel between West Coast and East Coast, so you can minimize the travel. Uh, But the uh, the NBA didn't do that, and unfortunately, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of games postponed or canceled due to the um, travel and with COVID. With that in mind, folks, we now
1: will head on over to the ESPN studios and uh, join the uh, draft day coverage. Again, folks, we're here for at least the first round of tonight's draft. And uh, as we, uh, again, uh, check uh, check out the guys joining us from the ESPN headquarters here tonight uh, for tonight's draft. Again, we want to thank everyone here for joining us here tonight. But folks, as a reminder, uh, once more with our draft day coverage, we once again, folks, ask you to please... Uh, try your best to not again spoil any picks, any rumors about what in fact might go on throughout the course of tonight's of tonight's show. Again, we want to once again uh, interact and uh, of course also as well uh, join you folks here uh, and also react, um, pretty much react uh, with the rest of our uh, audience out there in regards to the uh, actual picks being made here today and uh, i guess guys more so as uh uh, we right now still are in a holding pattern with more of the uh espn coverage here today i will say though guys that i said this earlier today and you probably agree with me maybe not that this might be the first time that i can recall in my time watching basketball that the top three picks are not shoe-in favorites that they are not that you pretty much know after the top three or know that the top three are going somewhere But guys, with so much uncertainty, so much perhaps uh, you know, not enough time to scout or look things over, that there's a lot of uncertainty about who goes where. John, we'll go over to you to kind of get your thoughts here at this rate, buddy. Do you agree, though, John, that this might be the first time in a long time that we really don't know exactly where all three of these draft picks are going to be landing?
2: Yeah, this is a very interesting draft because – you don't really have a lot of film on these players. You haven't really gotten a chance to really see what these players are capable of doing. We only have film of what they did last season in, in college um before the pandemic hit. Remember? So that the pandemic hit right before the tournament was getting ready to start as well. So you really don't know what you're gonna what to expect from these guys. You can only project um what you have seen um from them in 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 the past you know and you could go based off of that yes these players have talent uh yes we know how good these players are um they're young they're athletic they're talented they're gifted but do they fit that team do they do they fit the mold there in 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 that particular with that particular franchise, that question remains to be seen. Um, some of these players are going to be bo- uh, booms, others are going to be busts. Uh, that's in every draft, but yes, this draft is a little bit different this year, and it's a virtual draft at that. So you don't really get to see these players in person. They're not going to have a chance to experience it like everybody else did. These players, they're going, they, they're not going to be able to walk across the stage. Um, I'm pretty sure that every player in their in their homes or wherever they may be tonight have every cap from every uh, franchise just in case they end up going to that team. Um, but we really, you really don't know what player you're getting. You 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 can't really you can't really evaluate the talent because you don't have much to go to go by. So you just have to hope that he's the right fit. Whoever that guy is, um, maybe, he, maybe he'll come in and be an immediate impact. You know, you, you know what you're getting. in guys like Ob Ob Toppin, you saw a lot of him with Dayton. Um, he led that team, uh, you know, to the NCAA tournament, and that team was expected to actually win it all. They were favorites to win the entire tournament. You know what you're getting in him. Um, you know, he was one of the top players in the country. Uh, then you look at Wiseman. He was one of the top players in the, in the country as well. Um, you have the other kid, uh, Anthony. Help me out with his last name.
1: Anthony Edwards.
2: Anthony Edwards. Thank you. Um, you know his draft stock to me may drop because of his comments that he made, which I don't think was very uh, wise of him to make. Not um, days leading up to the draft. That that's a big no. That's a big mistake um, by a youngster who has a chance to do amazing things at the pro level in, in the NBA. But after listening to these comments, if I'm a team executive, I'm not sure I want to take him because he doesn't seem committed to playing basketball. He said in those comments that, you know, he he's not really feeling basketball. So what are you telling me? That you don't, that you're not gonna give me your 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 uh, full ability, you're you're not going to come in and give 110% effort? Is that what you're telling me, that you, you're not really committed to playing this game at such a high level? I'm not too sure about about him after those comments, and I will be very hesitant on drafting him when I know there's a, a, a handful of talent, a, a plethora of talent out there that I can uh, go with.
1: So, Isaiah John, of course, a little bit concerned, though, about the remarks by Anthony Edwards that have been made, though. But I think, though, Isaiah, that I think all of us agree, though, or a lot of basketball fans agree, though, this might be the first time in draft history, maybe, that no one is really certain who's going where. You know, player A could go, obviously, one, but, you know, player C could be, player B, player A. There's been so much, you know, turnover, topsy-turviness, I would say about how, in fact, this draft may, in fact, go. But as John said, though, you know, uncertainty with the pandemic, not able to really scout these guys and stuff of that nature. Isaiah, give us your thoughts here about, you know, maybe the uncertainty about the top three picks perhaps not going where they probably should be going in your mind.
3: Yeah, you know, I completely agree with John and you, Callan, about this. Um, I think that this has been one of the most uncertain drafts uh, of my lifetime in terms of who's going to go where and uh, which team uh, is going to trade up. Because let's face it, Minnesota, while they've been rumored to be very interested in Anthony Edwards the last couple of weeks. They've been throwing out reports there that they've uh, locked in on the mellow ball. There's reports uh, that they're high on James Wiseman. So you don't know what they're going to do, you know, and you know, they could still trade the pick. I heard reports earlier today that um, the Minnesota Timberwolves were still looking to trade the pick. They were acting like they were going to trade that number one pick. So a lot of things are up in the air, but I'll tell you guys this, like I told Ryan last night on um, Ryan's uh, sports trading cards show, which you guys should definitely check out every Tuesdays at I believe eight PM or nine PM Eastern time. I told Ryan this that I think that even though like there's a lot of uncertainty in this draft, but this is a very deep class. Like I know you don't have your like bona fide superstars like your Zion Williamson or your Anthony Davis, but I think that there's gonna be like a Giannis or a Clay Thompson in this draft that will just come out of nowhere and develop into a superstar because let's face it every draft has those type of players that just come out of nowhere and you're like wow where like why did my team not pick him oh because you know he was actually hidden in the middle of the draft so i think this is what this draft is going to be about and i hope that in 19 minutes my dream becomes reality my 10 month old dream
1: so, yes, folks, we're keeping the clock on here for the time being in the NBA draft starting at the top of the hour at five o'clock Pacific time. We've been uh, kind of in a way confused. We've heard about, you know, coverage at four o'clock, four thirty. Now the draft will start at five o'clock. So very weird. But, hey, we're at the mercy of uh, all of us we are at the mercy of uh, television networks here today. But again, Ryan, you know, I think a lot of people would agree, though. I think John said it best. You said it or uh, I said it best. I think Isaiah did, though. That it's again probably the first time though in a long time that we not that we have not seen a draft class have like three bona fide guys already locked into going one two or three like in past years though. But Ryan though t- does that perhaps though add a bit more maybe tension or more excitement to tonight's uh, events though going on with again not the uncertainty and again maybe that tension though of like who's going to go where and uh, adding to that excitement though of uh, tonight's events.
4: Oh yeah, if you're not one of the teams drafting in the top three, you love this because it adds another layer of intrigue and mystery. Lamelo Ball could go number one, or he go as low as number three, maybe even drop out of the top three. Where does Wiseman go? Does Golden State pick him up, or does a team trade into number two to get some Wiseman? There's just so many possibilities that if you're not a team in the top three, you have to love it. It's just it just makes for better television, but. <clears throat> Sorry, a thing I wanted to bring up was that this weird season and the pandemic hitting may really benefit a select group of teams, and, the, and that, yeah. and that are teams in the 15 through 23 slot in this draft, because every single year, once March Madness hits, we see guys who would have been drafted around 20 rise up into the lottery. So without that tournament, these talented guys who, if they were able to showcase their talent in the tournament, would have been lottery picks, they'll be available there at 20. So I think this draft really benefits the teams outside the lottery because those guys that would have risen up draft boards if March Madness was played out, they're going to be there for the taking. So honestly, I honestly don't think that after the top five, you could be drafted in six, or you could be drafting in like the eighteenth or nineteenth or twentieth pick. And you have an equal shot at getting a very good player in the NBA. So this whole draft this whole draft going to be very interesting to watch. And I think that will lend itself to seeing a lot of trades. If a team's really high on one guy and the other team just doesn't see a consensus pick at number like six or seven, they may trade down. My calves are room to do that with the uh, uh, New York Knicks. They're talking about moving from 5 to 8 in exchange for the 8th pick and the 23rd pick. And some additional picks or additional uh, incentives. But honestly, this is going to make for a great draft. And I'm excited to watch it. I like mystery in the draft. It's what makes the NFL such a fun draft because no one knows what's going to happen. There's there's never been a single correct mock draft in the NFL. And I think this year we're going to see not a single mock draft be correct. And that is a very good thing.
1: Yeah, it's a very good thing for sure as we, again, folks, uh, eagerly watch the clock here again about 15 minutes and change until the uh, draft will officially begin with Adam Silver opening things up with the uh, pecking order of Minnesota, picking number one overall in the 2020 2020- nba draft and uh, trevor i think that ryan had a very valid point though in regards to again uncertainty being one thing but even though but with that in mind though about also draft day moves i think a lot of people have looked at sports though since the pandemic has hit though how much willing and dealing is uh, wheeling and dealing is going to be done during baseball offseason or right now with the nba and so far man we've had some uh, news about you know al horford Uh, going to Oklahoma City for draft picks and also with uh, Danny Green being sent from OKC to Philadelphia. We've heard of perhaps some uh, trades being made, though, uh, on draft night, uh, as Ryan said, with Cleveland and maybe New York going on. And again, I think that just adds to to the suspense, though, of draft day and also the days after the draft or later on tonight, that there may in fact be more moves made that we don't really know about. Trevor, give us your thoughts about the uncertainty and also the unpredictability of a draft, especially at this time of the year, though, or at least this season, with, again, uncertainty and also, of course, the pandemic. And not just that, though, but three spots, not right now, perhaps, right in anyone's uh, mind at this juncture.
5: Like I said the last time, I think I was on, like, no BS. There's going to be a lot of teams being aggressive, I would probably say, trying to get up, into the top three spots and trying to do some massive trades. But like, as you said, Callan, the days after the draft, trying to build that team for the next season and saying, hmm, if I get enough young talent, could I bring in a veteran to, you know, groom this talent so I can become a playoff contending team or get them at least, you know, they're not going to obviously get there. They may be like a ninth seed looking on the outside, looking in. But the next year, they're in that playoff discussion for the sixth seed, maybe even the fifth seed with their help with some veterans. But I think it's going to be more on the lines of just, there's just so much unknown potential in this draft. And, like, as I think as we've seen, like, I think what, CP3 Chris Paul went to Phoenix. Like, that's, like, we never thought that could obviously happen. But at the same time, now you have another piece in Phoenix. Now, do you become aggressive in this draft and draft a younger, like, young center to give yourself a new outlook being in the AC? and getting yourself over the hump and being the Portland Trail Blazers and those potential teams in the West to get in the playoff spot. So there's going to be a lot of moving parts in this draft. So like I said, if the Phoenix Suns end up deciding to move up in the draft, I think this is perfect for them. But obviously, there's just so many unknown factors in this draft alone.
1: Definitely agree, Trev. Again, folks, sitting roughly at this rate, just about 12 minutes and change, getting closer to the opening round. Folks, we'll be here with you again, as mentioned through the course of the first round, depending on time, maybe parts of, if not all of round two, but again, more so here for round number one. John, with that in mind, I, in a way, made a bold prediction on my morning stream on the Quarantine Network today while discussing the draft, though. And my bold prediction, guys, is this depending on who Brooklyn selects with their first round pick at 18 or 19, that becomes a bargaining chip and a package deal in my mind to Houston to land James Harden. Because we've heard about the disgruntleness right now among the Rocket players, more so with James Harden. Again, I think it's more about the hiring of Stephen of, uh, Sillis as their head coach. And again, maybe some, uh, you know, maybe some barbs between him and the general manager. But John, that is my bold prediction, though, is that Sean Marks drafts somebody... Probably a very coveted young stud, though, uh, with their pick. And that becomes a bargaining chip with some type of a major package that goes to Houston to land James Harden, maybe some future compensation because of Harden's disgruntledness towards the organization. But also, John, him turning down that 50 million dollar salary contract. John, if you have one bold prediction for tonight's draft, what would it be and why?
2: You know what, Callen, I haven't really thought that over. There is so much uncertainty, as you guys just mentioned in this draft. And this draft can go either way. You don't know which direction it's gonna go in. Um, I think this is gonna be a draft full of surprises. And I think we're gonna see a lot of teams being aggressive, trying whatever they can to move up, to get a high draft pick in this draft so they can uh, make their teams better and get some young talent on their roster. But I do think that Brooklyn could possibly uh, draft a young stud and decide to package him in a deal so that they can acquire James Harden since James Harden uh, seems to be very unhappy in Houston. It's clear that he wants out of Houston and the ownership knows that. So they're gonna try anything uh, to their power to move him. Um, if necessary tonight in a trade uh, on draft night. I, I think, you know, I, I tend to agree with you. I think um, Brooklyn will make a trade uh, with Houston to acquire James Harden. I think we'll see that tonight. Um, I, I I I can see that happening uh, because why hold on to a player who's unhappy? At this point, he's not going to produce... At a high level for you um he's making it real obvious that he wants out that he wants no parts of the organization anymore uh so that's unhealthy to keep a player who is not happy just move on just make a trade and tonight will be the perfect night on draft night to make a move and um get him off your roster
1: fellas that clock is ticking now below 10 minutes from the first pick being made of the 2020 nba draft so, Isaiah, John is a bit unsure, unsure if he has a bold prediction. Again, mine more so is, again, the Nets draft a player, package him, though, to Houston sometime later in the week, maybe tonight, who knows, though. But that that is my thought process of the Nets do, in fact, nab somebody at their draft spot and package them down to Houston for James Harden because, again, it's been talked about, rumored for a while, that Harden mainly wants to go to the Nets organization. Isaiah, give us your bold prediction or predictions For tonight's NBA draft, what do you got?
3: Well, I got a couple. Um, Number one, uh, I think that LaMelo Ball ends up a Golden State Warrior. Uh, Callan, do we have the breaking news, uh, Jeff, real quick? Uh,
1: Let me see if we do here tonight. I think we do. Yes, we do.
3: So um, as you guys, like, found out earlier, like, a couple of hours ago, that Clay Thompson suffered a lower uh, right leg injury. And right now, um, according to the reports that I've gathered, Mark Mark J. Spears of ESPN first reported that, uh, according to his sources, the injury is not good. And then um, I think a Warriors beat writer just uh, reported that the Warriors are suspecting torn Achilles for. Klay Thompson, uh, that's a huge blow for the Golden State Warriors, a team that was looking forward to getting back to contending with Stephen Curry healthy, Klay Thompson healthy, um, and uh, Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins as well, plus this number two pick. But now I think you have to go with the guard if the injury is truly a torn Achilles. Uh, he's going to get an MRI uh, checked out, but it's most likely a torn Achilles. So you have to get a guard to replace Thompson. Um, That's why LaMelo Ball, I think, is looking more and more likely for Golden State just because you have to either move Stephen Curry to shooting guard and, you know, get LaMelo to run the offense for the Golden State Warriors. Or if Anthony Edwards somehow, someway doesn't get taken by the Minnesota Timberwolves, I think you got to snatch him up. I think that uh, the option of drafting James Wiseman is now gone after the injury to Klay Thompson um, and my second prediction that I've got is I think the Bulls will make a move for a dynamic starting center. Um, I think yesterday I had them trading up with the Oklahoma City Thunder, who just acquired another first-round pick today uh, in exchange for Al Horford. Um, and, yeah, in exchange for Al Horford, they got a, a first-round pick for for the Oklahoma uh, for, from the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I had them – trading with the Bulls for the number four pick to get Denny Avigia, and they trade Stephen Adams uh, to the Bulls. But you know, the Bulls have been rumored for a long time today to be in the market for a dynamic starting center, whether it's trying to trade up for the number one pick to get Wiseman or trade down to, or not trade down, but try to get a Yeke, uh, Okongu, the center from USC. But now there's reports that he has a broken toe. So I think that his stock is falling rapidly. So I think they either try to get Wiseman or they try to get either Stephen Adams or a veteran dynamic big man that will help them improve as a ball club.
1: So we'll see what happens with that. But, again, folks, all the best to Clay Thompson. Again, it's been two very rough years for him uh, with that in mind. A couple of guys want to get back in here real quick. Let's go to John first. John, what do you got for us?
2: You know what I was thinking earlier today? That the Celtics could possibly trade up for the third pick and land the big man from USC. I think that would be good for them because they need interior presence and they need a big man because they're kind of undersized. Um, with the talent that they have now. And, and I just feel that he would play good with both Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown.
1: Ryan, over to you. What do you got for us?
4: Honestly, if the... <clears throat> apologize. If the news that Klay Thompson has a torn Achilles is true, then if you're the Warriors, you cannot trade out of the top five. Because if Klay Thompson has a torn Achilles... He's obviously out for the rest of this year and he's going to be out a majority of the following season because remember Achilles injuries are or is the like worst injury in sports or one of the worst injury in sports. It could take a year plus. We just saw Kevin Durant sit out the whole year because of an Achilles injury. So if that's the case your timetable to get him back to competing for championships isn't this year or even next year because when you're key pieces is going to be out a majority of the year and by the time he gets back and acclimated to the lineup after being gone from basketball for so long you can't rely on him to be himself in the playoffs even two years from now so you have to draft a top five player because now you can afford to draft a talented guy develop him and then when Klay thompson gets fully healthy in like two years or so you'll have that third Scoring option, or just another key piece to go with. Like, maybe he's maybe it's Wiseman to help Draymond Green defensively, or maybe it's LaMelo or Edwards to uh, be the third scoring option behind Curry and Clay Thompson. But honestly, with this news, if the Warriors were thinking about completely trading out of the top five to get a more proven veteran in this league, that has to be off the table because now your timetable isn't this year it's like two or three years from now so honestly this if this injury is true this completely alters the Warriors whole franchise projection going forward so a key injury so close to the draft that I think has to completely change their strategy. So, Trev, again, uh, more so the
1: Thompson injury is a big talking point. A lot of things, of course, going on. Uh, We're just about three minutes away from the draft getting underway live on ESPN. Trev, give us maybe your bold prediction or takeaways more so about uh, Clay's injury, but also maybe a bold prediction or two about what might go down here on draft night.
5: So with Clay Thompson, it's a real shame that he has a torn Achilles. It really affects his career at this point in time. Not too many players come back from Achilles and have a fantastic career after that, besides Adrian Peterson. But, you know, the guy is a goat for a reason. But, <laughs> but you know, in this scenario, the Warriors can't trade away this pick. They have to bring in Youngtown. They have to get Mel- LaMelo Ball in this sense. And even if they were going to trade it away, they could get, you know, what they ended up doing for, you know, Kevin Durant. You know, they traded him away with Achilles injury. And, you know, they got some – key assets here and there so they could do that to clay but i really doubt they're going to try to separate you know clay thompson and Stephen curry so that's like why would you split up you know two dynamic players that work well together it doesn't make sense but for some weird hot takes i have i have to feel the phoenix suns on this one i feel like they're going to move up from the 10th spot see if they can slip in steal from chicago get a center like jonathan said and they literally can develop a big three with chris paul devin booker and then you know, fill it in with a nice big center. So that's a, you know, nice young big three, even though Chris Paul is old. But I think it's going to be a great move for the Phoenix Suns if they do move up.
1: So with that, folks, just about a minute 30 away. Ryan, what do you got for us, pal? I'll
4: say I agree with Trevor. The uh, Phoenix Suns needs to get, or the Phoenix Suns need to get a player to complement their best player in Chris Paul. With that, guys, the time is, in fact, winding down here before
1: we get to the first round. But as a reminder, folks, we want to, again, reiterate once more where we stand right now. But as you folks can tell, again, by that scrolling message, again, we, again, folks, ask you when, in fact, the draft does, in fact, start that you please do not fill the comment box with any news, any trades. Again, we want to, once more, react with you, the audience, again, live on air here today and uh, throughout the course of round one. Uh, So, again, we ask that you, again, you can give your thoughts, folks, before a pick is made or afterwards, but please do not do anything while, in fact, uh, things are uh, going on or taking place. Because, guys, as in fact, when we do, in fact, folks, get there, we do, in fact, say, we will have this message, though, showing up that uh, the pick is in, that we'll have to cut off your uh, thoughts on the matter at hand. As we now, folks, go back to our clock, ever so closer, 24 seconds away. Uh, Some thoughts, though, guys, real quick for, in fact, uh, move on over to the uh, draft. Uh, Stephen Wang writes in, he is ready for LaMelo to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Also, Casey King writes in, big blow for Goldman State. Christy Wilson with Clay out with this possible injury. Picking LaMelo becomes even more critically important for the Warriors. And uh, Casey, with Isaiah, you have got to go with LaMelo ball if, in fact, that is the way that they should be going. With that, though, folks, we'll now segue I over. Again, we're hoping for the best here, folks, with our draft day stream here today. But, of course, they are right now at a brief commercial break on ESPN. But uh, we'll see how things go as Isaiah has begun the process of hoping and praying for LaMelo Ball to go to Golden State here on this Wednesday. Again, folks, we thank you all again for joining us here tonight on the MI6 Sports Network as, again, folks, we come your way with our 2020 nba draft coverage with that guy
2: what are you doing
1: isaiah we cannot hear you you're on me
3: i am praying to god that the warriors draft this man right here and make this come true i've been wanting this for the last 10 months ever since i uh found out that the warriors were gonna get a top pick because come on man i desperately want to go work at the
2: chase center and get my in ring that I earned back in all likelihood Lamelo ball lands with the warriors tonight after this devastating blow that we're just learning about now with clay thompson it's a must now that he goes to the bay area to hopefully fill that void there the in the backcourt to so help Stephon step
1: Kerr. So with I'm that, guys, I hope fan. the palms are getting sweaty, the anxiety levels are going up. But again, folks, the NBA draft is getting underway very, very shortly. Again, live via ESPN. Want to uh, first, though, guys. Uh, thank Shareable Stephen Wang for again allowing us to host this program, and to once again, folks, uh, share our live reactions with you live on the air here on this Wednesday. Ryan, what do you got for us, man? Done
4: uh, Word of warning for anyone watching this, and including my uh, co-host, if the Warriors do draft Lamelo Ball, just take take the take the uh, headphones out of your ears because Isaiah's screeching will make you go deaf. So just word of warning. Yes,
1: we will proceed with caution folks, but we are set to go though here at this rate as uh, once again folks we bring you our live reactions to the upcoming 2020 NBA draft once more folks will be here for the entire first round and again folks we do in fact welcome your thoughts. welcome your input to keep us sane and keep us going here as we in fact get ready. For the draft to off, but as a reminder, folks, please do not intrude our chat box with rumors, any news of draft, uh, of uh, picks being made or whatnot going on, as we're again trying our best to react uh, live with our uh, virtual audience here much as, as much as anything is going on. Here is the commissioner. Here's Adam Silver. Good
6: evening and welcome to the 2020 NBA Draft. Well, we wish we could be in an arena hosting the top picks, their families and friends, and thousands of fans, we are grateful to ESPN for still finding a way to make this one of the most memorable nights on the NBA calendar. The draft marks a new beginning for our teams. And it's a new chapter for the next generation of players in search of their NBA dreams. This draft, however, is anything but ordinary. Seasons cut cut short, short. no no NCAA tournament tournament or NBA NBA summer league. League. Not even pickup games games in most places. places. And with opening night fast approaching and less time to prepare, this class of rookies will be challenged more than ever before. But they are ready. Like so many organizations fighting their way through the pandemic, we're trying to adapt to a new normal. At the same time, we recognize that virtually every decision comes with enormous uncertainty. By opening our season on Christmas week, we not only hope to find a way to operate safely and responsibly, but to inspire resilience and optimism in others who are also struggling through these difficult times. And while tonight we welcome the best of the best from around the world, we also celebrate a game whose universal values have been passed down from generation to generation. Values like respect, equality, tolerance, and fairness. That's why basketball is a game for everyone and one whose values we can all share. So let's get started with this terrific group of young men who are moments away from hearing their names called. The first pick in the 2020 NBA draft belongs to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have five minutes to make their selection.
1: So with that, guys, the draft is underway. Tremendous remarks, though, guys, by Commissioner Adam Silver to kind of kick off this uh nba draft night again folks nba draft underway just underway and starting right here and right now again folks grateful to have you joining us here on the mi6 sports network as the wolves hold the number one overall pick for the second time in club history uh more so guys you know i gotta give props to adam silver i think we've done that though guys so many times throughout this pandemic though but adam silver though made it said it right though you know uncertainty resiliency though being a very big talking point though in his opening remarks though and this is anything but ordinary for all of us here again with all of us sitting in our in our bedrooms or at home on a college campus or at home and watching this draft virtually so we'll see how things in fact go as the wolves do in fact uh, start things out here on the clock as again folks we progress on and get things underway here tonight uh trevor will go to you as we in fact wait for the selection to come in here from minnesota any thoughts or a takeaway from Adam Silver's opening remarks to open up the draft?
5: You know, resilience is always a thing that sports and athletes over always overcome. With different injuries and different things that go on in a season, you have to be able to bounce back and be able to do, you know, either a championship push or, again, to a playoff scenario, you know, pictures. So I think this is definitely fits this time of the year and just, you know, the nation and I guess the whole world in general just coming together Be able to, you know, buckle down and try to get through this pandemic. So we're all on the same team here, and we're all trying to strive for that, you know, golden championship where things go back to normal. So that's our basically our NBA title, our Stanley Cup, our World Series, our Super Bowl. That's our main goal at the end of the day. We're all on the same team. We all got to do our part so we can be able to achieve that.
1: Ryan, Minnesota sits on the clock. As mentioned, we saw some of the numbers there again, a 19 win season. Of course, Carl Anthony Town, sadly, with so much. A very depressing time in his life, for sure. Again, losing his mom to uh, COVID-related symptoms earlier in the season and so much else going on with that ball club. More so, Ryan, how important is it, though, for the Wolves to not botch this draft pick? You know, we know about Johnny Flynn. We know about Ricky Rubio being disgruntled towards the organization. How important is it, Ryan, for a club like Minnesota to not screw up this first pick of the draft?
4: Oh, I think it's absolutely paramount that they don't screw this pick up because if everything goes according to plan and their dynamic duo is supposed to be as good as they think or as advertised, then they won't be in contention for the number one pick even next year. Their hope is that they are nowhere near the number one pick next year. So you have it now. You have to hit on it because if you miss this pick, you have some young players so they'll continue to develop. But I don't think they have enough now to really contend. So if they don't get this pick right, then you're heading towards 10th, 9th, or 8th seed just for the next 5 years. So this pick is absolutely paramount. I'm going to apologize to Trevor in advance. But if they don't get this pick right, they could be the Orlando Magic of the West.
1: Whoa, oh, whoa, man right. Already can't big that the the magic in this program <laughs> the draft is barely five minutes not even five minutes old yet at this rate uh john give us your thoughts about what in fact uh the wolves have got to do with this top overall pickings at least set the table for their future
2: you know this is interesting here because look if you look at the if you look at the screen right here you see that they have angelo russell so does it really make sense for them to go with LaMelo? I know he's an attractive name. Three, three guards are
1: listed on that with Beasley, Russell, and Colbert. Right. There's no need to have it, not a fourth one than a mix in my mind.
2: It, exactly. So why would you bring another guard on board when your team is already guard heavy? I don't know if you want to make that move. I don't know if you want to go with Anthony Edwards because of the comments he made. James Wiseman is a nice fit here. I, I think you will be – Making the right move if you go with James Wiseman. James Wiseman has a lot of talent. Um, you know, he's one of the top players in the country. I, I just like James Wiseman here. But this is a pick that they gotta get right. And you know, they have a history of of drafting um, good pieces. I mean, call Anthony Towns wasn't a bad pick. It was actually a good a good uh, selection for them. I, I I feel. Um, you know. Um, And then you drafted Kevin Barnett years ago, and what did he become? He became a a star there uh, for you, you know. Wasn't able to win a championship, no, but he got you to the Western Conference Finals um, one year. Um, So I like Wiseman here. Um, They never really had uh, incredible guard play, but they were able to get it done with guys in the front court.
1: So everyone holding on to their collective breath, including Isaiah and Ryan, kind of in a way praying for the best here as the Wolves clock has run out. And with that, folks, we now ask that there be nothing more going on from the viewers as the pick is, in fact, in. Let's listen in live.
7: When he came from Brooklyn, he was an all-star. He uh, playing at a very high level. I, I love that combo. You just need the right pieces around those two to make it work.
1: And that's where I think Edwards can help, just giving you that scoring punch. But like Jay said earlier, all these guys at the top have major question marks. So, I mean, James Wiseman, LaMelo Ball, all of them, Anthony Edwards, they all have major questions.
0: So the first pick, the 2020 NBA draft is in. The Minnesota Timberwolves have made a selection, and there is the commissioner, Adam Silver, on his way to the podium.
6: All right, here we go, guys. With the first pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select Anthony Edwards from the U.S. Yes! So there it is, Anthony, Anthony Edwards on
1: his way his to mother Minneapolis mother to play alongside <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns and the rest of the cast and crew in Minnesota as Isaiah is gone goodbye already with the program as uh, Anthony Edwards is number one overall to the Minnesota Timberwolves out of Georgia. Now, again, John, we had just said though that is it really possible or needed though that the uh, Wolves, John, need another, uh, you know, guard to add to their mix though, but at the same time, I think he's gonna mesh very well. Uh, Mr. Mathis, your reaction and your thoughts to this happening with the Wolves selecting Anthony Edwards, number one overall.
2: Well, I'm not very surprised to see this. Um, you know, I think a lot of people expected uh, Anthony Anderson to go first. Overall, I, I projected it. I projected this to actually happen. Um, I, if you guys read my post the other day, I said that the Timberwolves should have went with Anthony. Edwards over LaMelo Ball and and James Wiseman. I I think he is a good fit for them um, here. Um, He's probably the most athletic, uh, one of the most athletic players in this year's draft. Um, I like it. I like it. I just don't like the comments that were made. I'm a little concerned with his comments. But, um, I mean, you know, there's obviously something the Timberwolves like, and they made the move.
1: They made the move for sure. Uh, Isaiah, obviously, we know that this perhaps now puts the Warriors in the catbird seat for LaMelo Ball at this rate at number two. But uh, Isaiah, I got to wonder, though, how in fact this is going to work, though, with Edwards going to a very guard heavy led ball club in Minnesota.
3: Well, I always knew that this was going to happen because, you know, like people were saying, wise man and ball. And you heard a lot of rumors about those guys. But I just thought those were smoke screens. You know, the one guy that you continuously never heard anything about was Anthony Edwards. And normally when a team throws a lot of rumors saying, like, oh, we're high on this guy, we're high on that guy. They're not going to pick that guy. They're just throwing it out there to get a team to try to trade. Um, and trade up to get that pick and give them a big package. So I kind of knew that Anthony Edwards was the guy all along for Minnesota. He's just the perfect fit uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's the guy that can defend at a high level. He can shoot the three ball very good. He can play off the ball. He fits perfectly uh, with D'Angelo Russell. And now, come on, man. Come on. I have prayed for so long. i begged on my knees. I mean, I was – When the Minnesota Timberwolves were making that pick, I was shaking with anxiety. Come on, bail me out, man. I want LaMelo ball in Golden State. Make my dream come true, please. Ryan, you were
1: also doing some praying as well, man. Uh, Your reaction to uh, Anthony Edwards being sent to Minnesota with
4: that top overall pick. I honestly was kind of hoping that he would fall because of those comments, and the Cavs may have been able to trade up to maybe the fourth or the third spot in order to draft him because I really liked Anthony Edwards, I think he is the best overall player in this draft. But about the comments he made about how he's not fully dedicated to basketball, I'll just say this. He's been playing the game of basketball for free almost his whole life. Once he starts getting those paychecks rolling in, I think he'll be slightly more motivated to play the game of basketball once he gets his first paycheck. So I think those comments, while slightly weird, I wouldn't have made them, but... I don't think they're a big deal in the grand scheme of things. He'll be plenty motivated once the NBA season rolls around and those paychecks start coming in. So, so yeah, I was I was hoping he would fall to the Cavs, but not the case. And the Timberwolves got a great player. Trevor, what do you make about this
1: as we're about a minute away from the Warriors selecting uh, with their uh, the second overall pick with their uh, first-round pick? Trevor, your reaction to Edwards going to Minneapolis?
5: Like you guys said, this is a great pick for the you know Timberwolves. I ho- I was wishing that they did a bad pick so we can sing the Timberwolves lose again. <laughs> but you know we have to wait for another time to sing that song. <laughs> but yeah, him saying that he wasn't interested in playing basketball that was like literally like a Kyle Murray it says. Well, I don't want to play football. I may play baseball. But then after a few moments, he switched over, and then now he's doing so great on the Arizona Cardinals. So you could have another similar scenario here. So let's see if that's going to be the truth. But if not, you know, you trade them away, get some good assets, and, you know, move forward with with your organization.
1: So now, guys, the Golden State Warriors are now on the clock. The pick is in at this rate. But, of course, there's usually a little bit of a delay when, in fact, that clock runs out. And, in fact, the pick does, in fact, be made. And now we'll go back and uh, see – Who's heading to the Bay Area with that number two overall pick? Can Give the ball and say, hey, go get us a bucket. Go play some pick and roll. Go make something happen. Now, he needs to buy in defensively. He needs to take better shots. But the talent is certainly there. I mean, the talent, there's no doubt
7: the talent is there. Uh, He goes into the West, which is one of the most challenging uh, conferences to play in. But ultimately, I like the young core of this team. I I guess the, the next question for them moving forward is, who are the veteran presences that you're keeping around them to make sure that this team continues to grow in the right direction. I think that's important We have guys like Kat, D'Angelo Russell, and now Anthony
0: Edwards. Now, Anthony Edwards added to the Minnesota puzzle for the time being, and the team that will make the next selection is the Golden State Warriors. And if you happen to just be joining us as the Warriors are on the clock, word came from WOZ that this afternoon, Clay Thompson, who was coming off an injury to his left ACL, injured his right lower leg, the severity of which is not known yet. So the Warriors were anticipating going into this draft with Steph Curry healed and ready to go with Klay Thompson healed and ready to go. But now they're waiting to see uh, how severe that injury is to Klay Thompson. And certainly we're all hopeful that it is not serious. But those six on the clock right now, they have a chance to uh, add and perhaps recharge this dynasty. What do you expect from them in light of the injury and really how they should approach this?
7: Well, I mean, I'm kind of swinging in the dark here, R.D., because it, depending upon what I'm hearing about, the severity of the injury will probably shift slightly maybe to what I decide to do. I, I don't know if, if if I'm getting Clay Thompson back soon or not, but I, look, I'm on the side of saying, hey, it, they were already kind of playing around with the notion of trading the pick. Right, That was something that was on the table before. If you can trade the pick to a Chicago Bulls for the fourth pick and get a guy like Wendell Carter, then you get your big, but uh, also maybe getting a guy like, Danny, who we talked about before, that gives you that big, bigger size guard that can still defend. That can this better not become Clay that they draft do, somebody and the trade the them well to Chicago. That would be the last thing that the Isaiah Warriors wants to have are really happen. Smart. And I think the
8: one thing in light of this Clay Now Thompson, that you mention that, that's we, exactly point, what we I we want, want to have happen. It, <laughs> we do, obviously, it
1: right wouldn't now. surprise me either if it happens. I think you stay
8: disciplined and you stick to your plan. And you don't overreact. Oh yeah, the they better not trade this for Wendell was, was Carter Jr. Do not do take, this, Bob
3: Myers. If you're if watching Weisland this live stream, I know guy. you're not. You're take, focusing on the world. Do the pick not and you do get this. Get what you want for it. This is what then you need. Pull the this on is that. what you need right but, here. But I
8: don't, I don't overreact to this, and,
9: and I think they're too smart. Damn, to damn, I might
3: even have a heart attack after this. The two this options pick here are James
9: Wiseman and before the pick is announced. You do, I'm moving back another name to think about is Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State. I think he's
1: a perfect fit with this Warriors group. He doesn't need a lot of volume on the ball to be effective. He's
0: a ball mover. He really shoots it. Fits their style perfectly. Isaac Okoro wouldn't be bad there either from Auburn. Isaac Okoro, a guy who had a good season for Bruce Pearl last year, but the pick is in. The Warriors have made a decision. And now, Here we go. on his way to the podium with the selection, the second overall in this 2020 NBA draft, here's the commissioner, Adam Silver. With the second pick in the
6: 2020 2020- NBA draft. The Golden State Warriors select James Weissman from the
10: University oh, of Memphis. The plot twist. The plot twist. Isaiah left the stage. Yes, no, is gone. Whoa. Oh, there is first oh, ball who goes the first one. Boom, Jones the Diamond.
0: James Weissman oh. out of Memphis. The Golden State at number two overall in the nba
1: draft and of course folks isaiah is now gone goodbye but oh my goodness gracious everybody there's the first bombshell of the night james Wiseman, the center out of memphis is headed to golden state to be with the warriors at this rate which now guys means that at this rate right now as isaiah is oh man he's gone uh John, by far, man, the first major explosion of the night with a draft selection. Wow, this is gonna take a lot of time to digest what on earth just happened.
2: Yeah, well, you know, James Wiseman, yeah. the seven foot one, 240 pound big man, is a good fit for the Warriors. Look, the Warriors needed a big man, they have uh great guard play. I know what happened tonight. I know about the devastating injury uh, with Clay Thompson, but look, now the Warriors have an immediate need. Uh, they addressed it. They had an immediate need, they addressed it. Now they have a rim protector, someone who could catch logs and someone who could create a future for the team because he has a tremendous upside. I like this move, I, I know that a lot of people wanted a guard um after hearing the devastating news tonight about uh clay Thompson. But remember, you still have Steph Curry. But what this does, this puts a lot of pressure on Steph Curry now to help boom this young man that's coming in, uh, you know, to the Bay Area to try to help with interior play. But they needed interior presence, they got it with Wiseman. Wiseman's a big man, and and now this just makes the Golden State Warriors, in my opinion, a much better team. And this is exactly, I think, what Golden State was looking for, a big man. And and trust me, Myers know what he's doing. He has great experience as a general manager. He's built built this team into a championship team. So trust this pick. They obviously like what they saw in James Wiseman, which is why they drafted the kid from Memphis. Great move here.
1: So, Ryan, the first major dynamite explosion of the night, again, James Wiseman out of Memphis headed to Golden State to play alongside Curry and maybe, but as mentioned, Damaged Goods and Clay Thompson. But, man, oh, man, I think that the reaction of everybody just spoke for itself, though, with me and Isaiah leaving because it's like, I get that, that Golden State has a plan, though, but how can you not draft a guard at that spot LaMelo or even a, ra- a random guard off the street because you're not going to have Klay Thompson. This, to me, seems like a move that's been a, that's going to be a big-time botch move right now, in my mind, by Golden State.
4: Well, to me, this just signifies that they were really high on Wiseman, that they thought he was the best player available. And like John said, they have a pressing need at center. This will just help them to be a better defensive team. I think this was the smart pick. And I think this will help them from, for years to come. Because, yes, drafting a guard would be better for the short-term future. But once you get Klay Thompson back, having another guard is just going to kind of like clog the rotation up. I mean, you saw what happened with D'Angelo Russell. Even without Klay Thompson, it just didn't work out. So getting another guy like D'Angelo Russell, who in this case would be LaMelo Ball, it, it's already shown that it wouldn't work out. So why not get a center, who obviously they were really high on. So honestly, I just think this was the best move. They clearly liked him the most out of all the draft prospects available. They may have gone a guard if they liked Anthony Edwards. I just don't think they liked the mellow ball. I don't think they saw the fit. Doesn't shoot the three that well. Is an inefficient scorer. Is lackluster on defense. Doesn't give a ton of effort there. So... Why not go with the prospect who some people view as just straight up better than the mellow at a position of need? So I think this was the smart pick. Isaiah may hate it, and I love it because Isaiah hates it, but I also love it because it is the smart move. With that, guys, we apologize.
1: We just did miss the number three overall selection. But no surprise, LaMelo Ball is now third overall to the Charlotte Hornets in a very shocking move where I think now, guys, LaVar has got to play Michael Jordan one-on-one now because he just selected him at number three overall. Of course, LaMelo uh, from the U.S. and from L.A., but of course playing his pro ball down in Australia. And now we'll head to Charlotte, North Carolina to begin his NBA career with the Charlotte Hornets come draft day and, of course, come the upcoming 2020-2021 season. But, again, folks, we apologize for missing that move here as the Chicago Bulls now move on the clock at number four overall in the NBA draft. Uh, With that in mind, guys, we were reading some of the comments as well there. And now, Christy Wilson, LeVar Ball's got to suck up to Michael Jordan now. No questions asked. Isaiah Let's get your thoughts about your Warriors botching that draft pick. What do you got?
3: Well, I just came back on the show because I just wanted to tell you guys it's been a great draft show, but I'm going to be done for the night just like Furman. Uh, oh, no, you're you guys,
4: not. See you no, guys. No, you're not. You Saturday. stay right where you are.
3: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know I, if you guys caught my reaction or not, because like I nearly broke my computer when I was like oh, really man, come on when I was raging. But um, my reaction to this is, uh, you know, I I'm really surprised because I really thought the Warriors would go get another guard because Clay Thompson, you know, with the news that uh, if you know he tore his Achilles, and if that ends up being true, then you know like you you're gonna need another guard who are you gonna start either at point guard or shooting guard because you have curry right now as one of your guards and then um are you gonna put what jordan Poole or damian lee at your other guard it just doesn't make sense you need another guard and Lamelo is a guy that could could have came into your organization he could have filled in for clay thompson and then he also could have been the guy that could come off the bench and give you like 15, 20 points a night, which you desperately need. The Warriors have one of the worst benches right now in the NBA. And I just think, yeah, like the center makes sense. Like James Wiseman makes sense, but only if Klay Thompson was healthy for this season. So that's why I don't get that in that um, situ or that scenario. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for us, buddy?
4: Honestly, Isaiah, you're asking who's gonna play the guard spot. This just opens up Avery Bradley to the Warriors' possibility because Avery Bradley plays Fair. defense and shoots the three decent. So he's a discount Clay Thomas or t- discount Clay Thompson. So maybe he he fills the void until Clay Thompson can get back.
2: He probably will. I don't see the Lakers keeping him. So yeah. I can see him going
1: to the Warriors. All right, fellas, we're going to move on over to the Chicago Bulls, picking at number four in the first round. As as mentioned, folks, already the first major bombshell, though. James Wiseman at number two goes to Golden State, while the mellow ball falls to three and goes to the Charlotte Hornets. Let's check back in with the crew on over on ESPN.
7: Uh, you can insert him, but I, I still think they still have a lot more work to do as far as you How can you create as, you know, plays because they're a smaller, smaller their team, their team, team with two guards and two point guards? He's going from Laurent to, uh, to Alexander,
8: to Alexander, Alexander, Alexander he's Julian. He's going to he's going to fit in well Eric, fan with a true point though. The Warriors still have
1: Andrew Wiggins for the time being, so that will probably help them out. Maybe who knows? But I do
8: I do disagree with that. He's not a good shooter. He's that's just my opinion.
0: Okay, you're going to hear from Mel Ball in a little while. In this virtual world, occasionally we have some technical issues, and we'll get that straightened out with the boss. In the meantime, the Chicago Bulls, new coach Billy
6: Donovan, their pick fourth overall is in. With the fourth pick, the fourth pick, the 2020 NBA draft. The Chicago Bulls select. The Chicago Bulls select. Wow! Williams from Florida State University. Pat Williams at number four to the Chicago Bulls. I think a
0: lot of people,
1: myself and Isaiah included,
0: did not have
1: Patrick Williams this high up on the draft board. Uh, Here today, it was more so uh, Avija out of Israel, guys. That was more of the guy in place that we all thought would go at number four. But it's Patrick Williams, the small forward out of Florida State, heading to Chicago. Uh, Ryan, I know you're celebrating, man, but I think that this now, in fact, may, uh, leads the way to for Avicii to head to Cleveland.
4: Oh, I'm so happy. He is the prospect I've wanted all along. Avicii, or Avicii? How do you Avigia. pronounce it? Avija. Av- yeah, I'm terrible at pronunciation, but Avicha to me, is the fourth, eas- easily the fourth best player available. He fits the Cavs perfectly. They have two guards that can score the ball they need some playmaking they need help at small forward he fills all these needs he's not going to be a great one-on-one score but with the Cavs and colin sexton filling that role he doesn't have to be he can go out there distribute be the playmaker pick and roll kick out to an open guy in the corner the Cavs definitely need playmaking that's one of the most paramount needs and he would just fill that role perfectly so I'm so happy the Bulls didn't take him. But if the Cavs don't take him with him available, I, I will cry. I, I'll cry at this point because he fills so many needs so perfectly. I, I, uh, please, Cleveland, as my name says, please don't hurt me, Cleveland. Please don't do it.
0: <laughs> Cleveland, this is for you.
4: Isaiah, what do you got to
1: add about this again? Pat Williams at number four to Chicago. Unreal. Don't worry, Ryan. If you
3: cry on the air, that won't even be like, that would... Add on to our, our already legendary reaction with me going like completely rampage after Lamelo didn't go to Golden State, and then now Callen with his what <laughs> after the Bulls draft Patrick Williams. So if you make that reaction, like we're gonna have a ton of gifs for tonight. But yeah, I am really surprised, man. Um, I had Patrick Williams. Let's see, going ninth to the Washington Wizards, and Callen, I think you had him going somewhere from seventh to ten. Or Seventh,
1: I forget. yeah, but, yeah oh something oh like that. Goodness
3: it's i don't really like this pick because i felt like the bulls they needed a center but and i know wiseman's off the board but okongwu is still on the board and he's the has the potential to be the next bam Adebayo. he's high energy player can defend both guards and bigs patrick williams is for me a guy that he's not a real good shooter uh, i think he only shot like 30 percent from downtown um he's not really that good of a defender so it doesn't really make sense for me Um uh, Uh, for this pick for the Bulls. But, hey, we'll see what Cleveland does next.
1: John, any reaction is mentioned with this move? Pat Williams out of Florida State to Chicago at number four overall.
2: Yeah, what are the Bulls doing here? It really doesn't make sense. Like Isaiah said, they needed a big man. They didn't get it. Uh, Williams is still a player who's, um, you know, developing. He's going to need time to develop. He has risen up on the draft board um you know due to his athleticism um he has great athleticism um you know i I thought maybe he would have landed with the sacramento kings because i felt they were pretty thin on the wing and they could have used a player like patrick williams but yeah this one here is very surprising to me um this is the biggest surprise of the night so far um you know I, i just don't see what the bulls saw in him Um, when they could have went with the center from USC. About
1: a minute away, guys, from the Cavs being off the clock. Ryan, what do you have for us, though, man, before your Cavs make their selection?
4: It should be noted that uh, Patrick Williams, I think that's his name. Yes. Yeah, Patrick Williams, he was rated ninth overall by ESPN. So if that's to be believed, a bit of a reach, as you guys have been alluding to. So, yeah, a little bit confusing of a pick, but, hey, it benefits my Cavs potentially i'm gonna throw that little disclaimer in there
2: yeah it's very baffling to me this guys
3: watch for okongwu he might fall in this draft because of the news that was revealed early earlier today that he has a broken toe so his stock has been rapidly going down uh this afternoon so if that news is actually true uh, we might see a Okungwu go to like, this might be the more like a Michael Porter Jr. type situation back a couple of years ago when Michael Porter Jr. was slated to go very high, but then they discovered some red flags about him. And then he ended up dropping like to 15 to the Denver Nuggets. But whoever gets a if they get him at 15, that's a huge steal.
1: The pick is in, but they're at a commercial break right now. So, Trevor, we have time for you to uh, give your thoughts on the uh, Pat Williams selection by Chicago at number four overall.
5: Like you guys all said, this is a great selection for the Chicago Bulls, you know, with a nice small forward in there. They are a very pivotal piece in basketball in general. You can move them up to a shooting guard. You can keep them where they are. If they're big enough, you can send them as a power forward. So they're that key piece that can be fluctuated in any type of NBA offense. So this allows the Bulls to be more flexible in how they want to evaluate their players and just how to use a potential, I, I will call this a mini big man, in different scenarios. So if they can use them, uh, I guess, accordingly, fix, fit their certain game schemes, I think they'll be okay with this pick.
1: Some thoughts guys about that pick. Uh, Christy agrees that she thought it was going to be Avija from Israel going to Chicago, that which uh, apparently per Steven says that'll be Obi Toppin heading to Cleveland for his thoughts. And yes, Christy gifts galore from this episode. And also shareable Steve writes in, Isaiah holding back tears, never have seen someone go from pure elation to pure despair faster than Isaiah. (laughs) I'm sorry, Isaiah, the Asian skip Bayless young in regards to uh, what we have seen here so far tonight. But again, folks, the uh, pick is in for Cleveland. But once more, we are still at a television timeout right now at this rate. Isaiah, back over to you.
3: Callan, I need you to pardon me about my reaction to the Warriors selecting Wiseman over LaMelo Ball. Please do not make that a Jeff or make that a video because I I don't even know what I did. I went completely like crazy on that. I almost broke my computer. But, yeah, can we have a pardon, please? Presidential pardon?
1: No. We are back, though, folks, to the NBA draft as they return here from... A television timeout. Let's go back and see who Ryan's Cavs are going to pick.
3: By the way, I like the the baby pictures that they put up uh, during the commercial, just like the
6: NFL draft. Here's the commissioner, Adam Silver.
1: All right, Ryan, moment of truth.
6: With the fifth pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Isaac Okoro. From Auburn University. The Cavs lose again.
5: The Cavs lose again.
6: Are you serious?
5: Sing the
0: Cavs lose again. Why?
3: Why oh why
1: oh why? Oh my goodness! I think we. I think Ryan sadly is no longer with us. Oh my goodness. Isaac Okoro, a small forward out of Auburn, is headed to Cleveland at number five overall. <laughs> Poor Ryan is sadly, folks, gone, and he is, I believe, below his desk. They uh, should
2: have got the from Israel.
1: Man, oh man. This first round, though, guys, has just been torture right now for us here. John, give us your thoughts about the selection by Cleveland.
2: I'm lost to here. I I don't know what Cleveland is doing here. <laughs> uh, you know, there are, yeah. about, there are a lot of questions about. There are this. You know, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It it's the guy is still developing. The guy needs time to grow. Um, you know. His offense is a concern to me. He, you know, he's better defensively. Uh, He will be a lockdown defender. Uh, There's no question about that. But what can he give you offensively? Um, Can he produce for you offensively? That still needs improvement. I don't know why they didn't go with the kid from Israel. I don't know why they didn't go with Toppin to keep him at home. He played for Dayton. I thought maybe that would have made more sense. This this one's baffling.
1: Isaiah, what do you got?
2: <laughs> I'm
3: feeling so good. You know, I was down <laughs> in the dumps and raging after, you know, the Warriors passed up a LaMelo ball. But thank you, Cleveland.
10: Oh, yes. Completely- wow, Cleveland, Cleveland does not <laughs> work tonight. My goodness. <laughs> Isaac
3: Caro. Let me give you guys the scouting report on him. Isaac Ocaro, great defender. He's very versatile. Um, I believe he shot 27% from three-point range. Very poor. Uh, he's a guy that is a strong finisher at the rim, uh, but he's not a shooter. He- yeah, he's primarily a defender. He's just a defender for the Cavs and I think he plays guard, right? Yeah. So this might move this might mean that Darius Garland, the Cavs pick from last year that the guy that they took, I think at number 4 or 5, he might be out the door in Cleveland because I have a feeling that they're going to put Sexton at um, one of the guard positions. And then Sexton, Sexton is a guy that doesn't play defense. He's a great offensive player, but doesn't play defense. O'Coro is a guy that's, um, you know, a defender. So I think that's what the Cavs are trying to do. If I'm trying to figure it out, but.
2: Look at Ryan. He feels so dejected right now. Ryan feels so dejected
1: right now. <laughs> Get on the sofa, man. By the way, I have, the sofa, by, the way I, by the way. I, before in fact uh we have the uh the hawks make their selection guys we out a we have about a minute 20 seconds left before atlanta makes their selection but ryan that may have been the fastest shirt change i've ever seen in my time hosting this podcast and sadly ryan i had to change your name to no the Cavs hurt ryan sad face how you feeling bud
4: Why do I, why do I pretend like the Cavs are run by competent people or even just smart people in general? My goodness, this was the dumbest pick you could have made. What's the Cavs weaknesses? Playmaking, perimeter defense, and just small forward and perimeter play in general. What's the solution? Oh, draft a power forward that can't shoot a freaking three in today's NBA. And you know what this does? It destroys any trade value you had for Andre Drummond. What they trade to get him, they're going to get less in return because no one's going to give them anything because they know they're just ushering him out the door with this pick because, he, because this kid's going to be a center. And what's the one thing the cats didn't
10: need? Is front court help. They were fine in the front court. Why? Why? Just You needed playmaking. You needed perimeter help. You needed everything. And the kid from Israel could have provided all of that. Or heck, just get any perimeter player. What do you have in the perimeter that you're so so excited about? Garland, he was the worst player in the NBA this year. They got significant minutes. Colin Sexton, he has not produced any win in basketball anywhere. He's a terrible defender, terrible playmaker. Who are they gonna have pass the ball? There's no playmaking on this team. There's no perimeter defense on this team. There's there's nothing. Your strength was the front court, and you're adding to that with a with a prospect that's gonna that's outdated. He isn't made for today's NBA if he's going to play the power forward. And if he's going to play the center, you just lost all the trade value of the all-star you currently have. Why? Brian, this makes
1: Ryan, no if it makes you feel better, I brought my dog on set, just in case you need to cheer <laughs> up, buddy. I know he's a wiggle <laughs> worm. But I brought him on set for both you and Isaiah, just in case you guys were very sad about your Warriors and your Cavs making some very questionable Uh, draft picks with that guys the Atlanta Hawks again with their very young exciting core and again Trey Young at the helm On the clock now, let's see who, in fact, they select coming up here at number six.
8: Because of his size, he's a a great defensive player. player, His ability to block shots and rebound at a high level. But uh, Tyrese Tyrese Halliburton also, also as a point guard, guard would be a good good choice.
0: Okay, so so the pick pick is now now in for the Atlanta Hawks. Sixth overall. overall. We'll see see who Atlanta has selected as Commissioner Adam Silver makes his way
6: to the podium. podium.
1: Top into Atlanta. Let's see what happens.
6: With the sixth pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Atlanta Hawks select Onyeka Okongwu from the University of Southern California.
2: He's got a broken toe!
6: And he still goes in the top 10, fellas, to
1: Atlanta at number six overall. Of course, our resident Trojan fan, John Mappis, is hyped about seeing Okongwu. Head to ATL here tonight, Uh, John. What do you
2: think?
1: What do you you think that uh, Okonwu can bring to Atlanta? Obviously, a team led by a very great young point guard and Trey Young, but more so needing that big size presence down low.
2: First of all, he does have a broken toe, but a broken toe doesn't take that much long to recover from, so he'll be back in no time on the basketball court. I think this was a consolation prize, um, you know. To Get this guy with Heisman with uh, Heisman <laughs> with, with Wiseman off the board. This is a good selection. I like I like this pick, you know, for the Atlanta Hawks. I think the Atlanta Hawks need a sizable big man. They already got a ball handler in Trey Young. Uh this will be a good, good uh guy for Trey Young because I could just see him lobbing passes left and right to a guy um, like, I can't pronounce his name. O'Connor, so, yeah. O'Connor, O'Connor. And you know, it's very sad that I can't as much as I've watched him play because I live here in Southern California. So I watched this guy play a lot, but I can't tell you guys what he can do. He can be an immediate help on defense. He's a solid rim protector. Um, and he has the potential to be very great offensively. He could be a threat inside the paint. You know, um, um, he, he's a switchable big, uh, so, you know, he could, he could play defense anywhere you, 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 want him to, uh, he could match up well against those, uh, you know, with great size and athleticism. So I like this pick. I think this is a steal for the Atlanta uh, Hawks because this guy should have went, uh, higher than what he's going, I think, in my opinion. So, um. It was a work, a well worth of a pick for the Atlanta Hawks. And let me tell you something. Trey Young is going to have a field day with this guy, guys.
4: Ryan, do you agree? I just want to make a quick correction. The uh, player, the Cavs pick, he's not a center. But they list him as a small forward, but I'm seeing him more as a power forward. But even then, my point remains about uh, playmaking, shooting, and just uh, – General help on the perimeter. He strikes me as more of a small power forward that can't really shoot the ball. So while I still hate the pick, my points about him playing center and ruining the trade value for Andre Drummond were inaccurate. I got the position he played mixed up. But still, it's not a good pick and I'm still very upset because it wasn't the optimal pick. He can play defense, but he can't shoot as a power forward. And he'll still be outdated in this league, so... Not as bad as I thought because I thought he was a power forward slash center. But I was incorrect in that assumption. But still, not a great pick.
1: Isaiah, reaction to the uh, Okongwu selection by uh, by Atlanta?
3: Um, My reaction to this is, first of all, I think the Hawks, who they traded for a Clint Capella, right? So they already have Capella at center. And now you add Okongwu. Is Okongwu going to be the power forward or is he going to be the center? Because I don't know how a Capella, a Kung Wu duo would work in Atlanta. Um, that's why I really wanted the Hawks to go after a Isaac Okoro or um, a guy that – a guard that could play defense. Because right now you have Trey Young, and then you have DeAndre Hunter who didn't really play that role last year. But – You move Capella to power forward. Yeah, no, but I just thought that the Hawks with how this team is structured uh, – Isaiah, we'll have to interrupt you. Detroit's on the clock. Here's the selection. The
6: Detroit Pistons select Killian Hayes Hayes from Lakeland, Florida.
1: Killian Hayes, who Isaiah and I both had going at number eight overall in our mock drafts to the Knicks, is going to go play with the Detroit Pistons in the upcoming season, fellas. This one, I think, is a little bit surprising. Because I, I really thought, though, Isaiah, we'll go to you first, because you and I talked about this on the night shift on Tuesday, that we really thought, though, that more so I thought that the Pistons needed more help with forwards more than they actually needed anything else with, again, Blake Griffin and his health issues and stuff like that. But Isaiah, give us your thoughts here. Killian Hayes heading over to Motown to play with the
3: Pistons at number seven. Uh, this move tells me one thing. Derek Rose is gone. Derrick Rose is going to either be traded this this uh, this up this offseason, like in a couple of days. Uh, he's not going to be the point guard for the Chicago—not uh, the Bulls, the Pistons moving forward. Because right now, if you have Killian Hayes—Killian Hayes is a guy that can't really shoot. Um, he has great court vision, though, great passer. He's a guy that can run an offense very well, and you don't really need two point guards— Uh, on your team. So I think Derrick Rose is gone. I think he's going to get traded in the next couple of days. Um, I like this move, but I still would have preferred the Chicago – I don't know why I keep saying the damn Chicago Bulls, but the Detroit Pistons to go draft a – Denny Avigia, I thought he would have been a better fit because he's a guy that a lot of people have compared to be the next Luka Doncic. He plays the forward position. He's a great passer. He can run an offense. He's an improving shooter. Or they should have gone out and go get Obi Toppin because like you said, Callan, Blake Griffin, let's face it, he's not going to be able to stay healthy for the majority of this season. So you need a guy that can um, take Blake Griffin's spot because he's going to be injured a lot during the season. So this kind of is a befuddling move for me. John, some thoughts maybe about
1: Derrick Rose to the Lakers, maybe for Kyle Kuzma. I do agree with Isaiah Simmons, though, that this means that D. Rose is out of Detroit, though. But I don't think this is enough in my mind. What do you think?
2: Yes, I do think D. Rose is out in Detroit with with this move, Uh, seeing Hayes coming in. Now, Hayes, let's not get too ahead of ourselves because Hayes still needs time to mature. Um, but once he does, he could blossom into a, a superstar in Detroit. Um, you know, he could be a solid uh, point starting point guard uh, for the Pistons very uh, soon. Um, he definitely has the upside. Um, he definitely has, you know, the skill set to be very special in Detroit. So I think this move, what this move tells us is that Detroit is building for the future and they're looking to move on from Derrick Rose.
1: Ryan, what do you think this move does for Detroit in your mind? Again, with them drafting, uh, we already have seen, though, again, a guard, it looks like, heading their way at number uh, seven overall.
4: Honestly, I disagree with everyone in that Derrick Rose is pretty much gone. The only question remains, how much can they get in terms of trade value Or maybe they'll just keep him around as a veteran presence. But either way, D-Rose is not their future, and this pick signals that. Trevor, any reaction to the uh, move made by Detroit
1: at number seven?
5: Like you guys said with Derrick Rose, his career is coming towards an end. I think he's just trying to get anywhere close to an NBA championship. Like, he's been playing on almost, like, majority of a lot of teams in the NBA. He's even been on the Timberwolves. So, like, at this point, like... Where is this guy going to end up? And maybe he's just going to become a free agent, but at the same time, like the trade rumors with Kuzma and him, I, I just don't think the Lakers need to get more veterans on that team that's already been aging so rapidly. And they're just at a point you know where their championship window is going to start closing after LeBron James leaves. And then they're going to be at like five years of just tanking just because they didn't build around anybody to replace you know, LeBron James, or if Anthony Davis decides to leave, you know, you have no true core at once those two leave, So it's going to be really interesting on what's going to happen for the Lakers and for Derek.
2: The Lakers really have no need for him. Um, the Lakers already have enough declining veteran stars.
1: All right, guys, here is probably the moment of truth of the night. It is now the New York Knicks at number eight sitting on the clock. Again, they went 21-45 and last year and, of course, have been an utter disaster over the past several years. With that, guys, here we go.
6: The commissioner, Adam Silver.
1: How will the Knicks blow it this year?
6: With the eighth pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the New York Knicks select OB Toppin. Wow, well, they actually they, they, got one right! They, did
10: it. they, they finally did it. Did it. The Knicks—they're going be to become New York. The Knicks right. got it right. Oh, oh my God! God. They did it. Did it. Oh, oh. The Knicks yeah, finally it. Awesome. Got,
2: it right. got it right. How about that, right. guys? Holy cow! They got it right. They it. Finally,
5: I can't wait for Stephen A. Smith's reaction. Can't they, wait they for it.
2: got it right. <laughs>
1: So, with that, guys, the Tom Thibodeau era seems to start off on a great note right now in New York with them drafting Obi Toppin, the high flying forward, literally high flying forward, a Dayton Flyer he was in his college career. Uh, Isaiah, for once, looks like the Knicks may have actually scored in the draft. This
3: is a fantastic pick for the New York Knicks. Hell, I am so surprised. Bye-bye, Ryan. I am so surprised that this guy actually fell that far to the New York Knicks. I mean, OB Toppin, he's extremely athletic. He could shoot the three very well. He can uh, run the offense. He's a terrific passer. This guy's just a great all-around basketball player, and he's also very mature since he played until his senior year in college, and he had lots of time to develop. So he can—he's a guy that you can plug in right away, and you can start uh, winning with this guy. And I think that this is a fantastic pick for the New York Knicks. I'm kind of like disappointed, like I've been thus far this entire draft. Like because the Warriors, you know, passed up on the and the only good part about it was so far Ryan's caps taking Isaac Okoro. But, you know, I was really looking forward to the Knicks drafting like some random dude out of Europe that nobody has heard about. And the Knicks fans being shown on the virtual uh, screen just like melting down, like crying and, you know, booing it. But hey, man, it's a new era in New York with Leon Rose leading the charge and Tom Thibodeau leading the charge. And I love this pick for the New York Knicks.
1: Trevor, I think Christy Wilson's is right. Let's hope that the Knicks don't screw up this guy's potential. But so far, the Rose and Thibodeau era, off to a good start right now out there in uh, New York. What do you got to add about this?
5: This is great. The Knicks are finally getting back to the Knicks we know. Now they can start building off of something great. You know, they have to face Brooklyn, Brooklyn's stacked, but this is going to start in the steps in the right direction to become New York's team yet again, if they can do this right for their second pick later in the draft.
1: Ryan, uh, I'm afraid to ask, buddy, but is there any remarks about OB Toppin going to the Knicks at number eight that you would like to pass
4: along? Would have been a nice hometown draft pick for the Cavs, but <laughs> instead we went, with, or we went with a guy that can't shoot, can't score, and has some passing ability but not a ton and I think will play power forward before he plays small forward the position of needs of which you know the Knicks drafted a power forward which is something I mean I would have it at least would have been a hometown pick but it is what it is I mean good on the Knicks I think he has great potential and will be a great offensive player in this league John,
1: uh, give me your thoughts here. Again, first time that we've probably seen the Knicks actually hit a home run during the course of the draft.
2: Wow. For once, the Knicks did do something stupid. They actually made a smart choice here. They actually don't look like the dumbest team, you know, on draft night anymore. It's amazing. They drafted Obi Toppin, and they had a dire need. Yes! Yes! And I can't wait to see him because he is such an electrifying player. He was fun to watch in college. And I think for him to drop this low is amazing, because I expected him to go higher, and he fell into the Knicks lap, and they, they made the right move here. Uh, he's going to be intriguing to watch. Um, I, I can't wait to see him and, and Mitchell Robinson pair up together. They can provide, you know, an intriguing offense defense uh, punch in that front court. It's going to be amazing uh, to watch. It's, you know, what the Knicks now all of a sudden I'm going to want to get the NBA league pass so I could watch Obi Topman play on the Knicks team. He could make this Knicks team better than what it was. It's, It's, it's actually now they have a star. Because this guy, to me, is going to make an immediate impact on the New York Knicks. This is a great pick. This is probably the best pick of the night.
1: I think Ryan probably disagrees with that logic. But, guys, the Washington Wizards are now on the clock. We'll see how things go here as, in fact, we uh, get ready to hear from the Wizards in just a few moments, hopefully. But, of course, they're still uh, making up their minds at this rate. Let's get to some more viewer interaction real quick, though, guys. Uh, Isaiah, for some reason, writing in. What if Denny falls to Phoenix? OMG, that's going to be lit with Booker, CP3, and Advija. perhaps. We'll see what happens. But again, the Suns are coming up next after the Wizards do, in fact, go. Martin Garcia wrote in, guys. He's the steal of the draft like Tyler Hero was a year ago. And also he says that Toppin should have gone at five. I think all of us agree, though. And I think Ryan, I think, uh, did it uh, best, though, by falling out of his chair and changing jerseys. Martin agrees, though. Poor Ryan, sad face emoji. We all agree. Don't worry. All right, guys, let's go back. The only Hold positive
4: on. is that I mis misread his position. I thought he was more of a center, but I guess he's a power. Fo- I guess he's slated more to be a power forward. So I guess that means they don't ruin With Drummond's value. In the Here we go.
6: 2020 NBA Draft. The Washington Wizards select. Denny he's going Abhia to washington Persia, israel let be nice. Abdia, the
1: small forward again, is going to the nation's capital to kick off his nba career fellas Goals again seeing top top, that right there
0: so this the i think washington
1: though guys win. begins to probably churn or perhaps though may begin the the wheels may be moving though about the potential future of either Bradley Beal or a John Wall, maybe in the nation's capital, Isaiah, your reaction.
3: Wow. Um, This is going to cause a lot of dominoes to fall because Denny Avigia, even though, you know, he doesn't play uh, the point guard position. He's a terrific ball handler. He's got great floor vision can pass like, uh, like heck. And also, He's a guy that, even though he he doesn't really shoot the ball very well, but he's still improving. He's a guy that could be the next Luka Doncic. And now you have John Wall and Danny Avigia, both on your ball clubs, both guys that can handle, handle the ball and pass very well. I am wondering, does this mean John Wall gets traded there's been rumors like the last couple of days of John Wall to the Houston Rockets for Russell Westbrook. But that's also not going to make sense because Westbrook's a guy that needs the ball. So this, I think, will cause a lot of dominoes to start falling in the next couple of days uh, regarding what the Wizards do with either John Wall or what they do with maybe Bradley Beal. Maybe Bradley Beal is now all of a sudden on the trade market.
1: John, your reaction to this move by Washington, where I think it does, I think, get the wheels turning, though, about Beal perhaps being gone, John Wall maybe being gone, maybe both guys are gone. Uh, Mr. Mathis, your reaction to Avigia being drafted by Washington is what?
2: Well, you know, not to get Ryan more upset here, but he should have went to Cleveland. This is a guy that Cleveland should have drafted. But you know what? He's a great facilitator. He's going to fit in well in Washington. You know, he has great court awareness. Uh, this guy can be a great uh, uh, playmaker uh, for the Washington Wizards. He's a great passer. Um, you know, he's he has the ability to knock down shots. He has a great shooting upside. Um, I, I think he's a great fit for the Washington Wizards. In their rebuilding efforts. I think this was a was a great pick here. He was available. And the Wizards made the pick.
1: Ryan, your reaction again. Avigia out of Israel. Heading to the nation's capital.
4: I mean, I agree with John. He would have been the perfect pick for Cleveland at 5. That's the pick I really wanted. I mean, you saw I was disappointed when we did not get him. Because he literally fit a lot of the Cavs' most pressing needs. Like I said, instead, we got a guy that can't shoot, has limited upside as a playmaker. (laughs) We'll probably play power forward, of which our front court is not what we need. I keep repeating and repeating this over and over again, but it still baffles me. The guy we drafted, I would have been fine if they drafted him, like, ninth or eighth. This is the guy you draft if you move down. Like, you should have... You should have traded with the Washington Wizards. Because I bet you anything, if you trade with the Washington Wizards, they would have gotten, or they would have drafted this kid at five. And then the Cavs could have gotten their guy that they wanted at nine. So it's just poor management by the Cavs, no matter how you look at it. But good on Washington. This is a great pick. And I think he'd fit well with both Beal and John Wall. Because John Wall and Beal are scorers. He doesn't have to have the ball in his hands. He can facilitate, knock down the open shots. So just a great pick. Who would have thought the two best picks in the draft would be by the New York Knicks and the Washington Wizards? Very fair. Very fair.
2: Welcome to 2020.
1: 2020 just whooping everybody's you-know-what, and I agree, Christy, with Isaiah eating on the program. I need to order a pizza pretty soon, and this guy's over here eating cookies on the air, and I'm not going to eat till the drought, till our coverage concludes here. Uh, with that, folks, the Phoenix Suns are on the clock, but they have gone to a television timeout right now, so we'll kind of keep things in a holding pattern right here at this rate. But also that uh, Christy agrees, though, that maybe if there is an odd man out, it would be John Wall, who maybe that odd man out, with the uh, uh, Wizards right now. But again, folks, a couple of very bombshell-esque style uh, moves made today uh, already with the uh, opening round of the NBA draft with nine picks down and ten to go. But again, folks, we are right now in a holding pattern at this rate with uh, ESPN at a television timeout before we, in fact, get to the Suns to close up the top ten selections of the NBA Draft for 2020. Again, folks, Cal McClure, Gisela Young, John Mathis, Trevor Williams, and Ryan Schreiner joining you folks here tonight for the entire first round of the NBA Draft. We're up until our legs give out as we saw Ryan collapse to his floor, crawl (laughs) away from his camera, and put on his Cleveland Browns jersey after the Cavaliers made their only selection of a 2020 draft earlier of this evening. But again, there's going to be plenty of, I feel like though, guys, plenty of great content that is going to come our way Uh, with Isaiah and me leaving the set, Isaiah leaving the set, Ryan falling out of his chair, plenty of reactions, folks, that will in fact be shared over the course of the next week or so. But again, we thank you all so much for joining us here tonight. And uh, again, folks, keep your commentary coming in. We'll we'll do our best to read it. But again, please do not flood the box with any uh, news about draft picks or uh, trades or any news concerning the draft at this rate, as it appears as if the... uh, Television timeout is, in fact, uh, still rolling on. Isaiah, uh, uh, real quick, give us that point you wanted to bring up.
3: Uh, What's the biggest takeaway so far from this draft through the first um, nine picks that we have so far, guys?
1: Simple. The Warriors not drafting LaMelo Ball, knowing they have a guy injured. And Klay Thompson.
4: Unpredictability. Honestly, that has to be the answer for me.
2: Uncertainty.
4: All right, guys, we have the Phoenix Suns
1: and their amazing 8-0 no record in the bubble now on the clock. Again, they have that deal for Chris Paul. Here comes Commissioner Silver. Here we go.
6: With the 10th pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select Jalen Smith from the University of Maryland.
1: Interesting. Oh, so wow. the Suns going to pick a power forward
0: at number ten. So Jalen Smith out of Maryland.
4: Oh wow! I have, I have seen mock drafts with him all the way down to like seventeen. I I think he's a great player, but this seems high compared to a lot of the mock drafts I've seen. So a bit of a shocking pick here as well. I I would call it
1: shocking because I said that, but at the same time though that I had said though that the Suns had got uh, had to restock. Bench in depth because of the trade made with Oklahoma City again uh, Oubre going and three other players going to the Thunder for Chris Paul. Uh, John, give us your thoughts here about this uh, move by the Suns again, selecting a forward at number 10.
2: Yeah, this is a little high for him. I didn't expect him to go this high. Um, however, his offensive uh, potential is very intriguing. Um, you know, he can shoot the three point three pointer pretty well. Uh, with that being said, uh, that allows Phoenix with Devin Booker to, uh, spread the floor more. Uh, so that makes Devin Booker more dangerous. And that also makes Chris Paul more dangerous. If he could knock down the shot, uh, You know, and he's also a a pretty decent rim protector as well on the other end of the floor. So he could do it on both ends of the floor. So I could kind of see why the Phoenix Suns went with him for all those reasons I just mentioned.
1: Isaiah, you're probably the biggest uh, Suns fan on the stream tonight. Give us your thoughts about the Suns going with a power forward at number 10.
3: Um. Very, very confusing because from what I'm looking at right now with Jalen Smith, he was actually projected by most mock drafts to be in the 20 to 25 range. So this is definitely a massive reach uh, by the Phoenix Suns. Um, He's a guy that, you know, he's a great offensive rebounder. Uh, He's a great defensive rebounder as well. He's kind of like a Tristan Thompson, but he can shoot the three ball pretty good. Um, He's also a guy that... Uh, can face up, post up as well. Uh, I, I, I'm kind of like confused by it, but I just think that this guy has a little bit more development to do. And with the Phoenix Suns, you already have a guy that can do what um, Jalen Smith can do, which is, you know, attack the offensive glass, get offensive rebounds, get defensive rebounds, shoot the three, post up, face up. And DeAndre Ayton, so it's kind of confusing in that regard. That like you already have like a guy that does the same thing that uh, Jalen Smith does.
1: Trevor, any thoughts about Jalen Smith heading over to the Valley of the Sun at number ten?
5: I think, like I said earlier, the Suns needed a big man. This is definitely a good selection, though it may not have been the you know best big man available. It's a good big man to have to you know groom and develop. At the same time, you just you know acquired CP three, so your salary cap may have taken a hit, so you couldn't get you know maybe the top player in the draft for it. So agreed, it's something you know that they can work with, and it's not a like it's something that Phoenix fans can probably live with. Probably not the ideal pick, but you know it's enough to get this team started and to jumpstart this team to be an eighth seed in the playoffs for sure.
1: Isaiah further. Uh If there maybe was maybe one guy that you probably would have, uh, that the Suns probably, you know, maybe one position, I should say, that they probably should have gone for, maybe minus forward, what other spot should they have probably looked to get more depth at minus the forward spot in your mind?
3: To be honest, um, I would have taken the best player available. And I know that you already have Chris Paul right at point guard, but let's, uh, Chris Paul He is 35 years old. Uh, He always gets injured like with the hamstrings and whatever leg injuries that he always has. So you can't really count on him to stay healthy through the entire um, 72-game season and a normal 82-game season. So I would have gotten more depth. Uh, behind Chris Paul I would have gotten uh, Tyrese Halliburton I think he would have been a great guy to you know put on your bench and mold and develop to be the successor to Chris Paul once he's done in Phoenix in two years and Halliburton is a great passer he's a great three-point shooter Uh, made 52 threes in college shot 42 percent from three so you could have like developed him into potentially uh, your point guard of the future. And you could have paired him with Devin Booker, which would have been an electric backcourt.
1: So with that, guys, for the first time in what feels like forever, the San Antonio Spurs are right now on the clock. Again, they have – this is their first postseason, uh, missed postseason since 1997. But the clock has run out on the Spurs. Christy agrees. Let's see how well he does with Booker and Chris Paul down in Phoenix as well. We'll see how things do, in fact, go. With that, guys, let's go back over and check out how things are going. But, again, the Spurs have, in fact, made their selection. Let's go and see what the commission has to say for himself about the Spurs. Or at least what ESPN has to say about it.
3: I'm going with Halliburton. I think they take Halliburton right here. He's the best player. Also, I, I'm feeling Halliburton as well with, with the
1: Spurs. I agree. also looking at I think that's another. I, I really don't see how they don't take halliburton at 10.
2: Halliburton is very mature ahead of his ahead of his time
3: but watch out guys if they do take a power forward here it might mean that lamarcus Aldridge is gone
1: perhaps
0: was talking about how he didn't really okay, care first
1: time at the Spurs missed the postseason since uh, 1997 what a run
0: down the stretch and now they'll be able to add a piece whoever that might be coming up in just a few minutes and it looks as if now the pick is end for the all right team. here we go guys 11th overall and we'll see what Popovich, Popovich and the Spurs are doing now they've worked their magic they're taking guys Ginobili, Parker, Kawhi, here's Kawhi Leonard. Leonard here's the commissioner Adam Silver. gotta
1: be Halliburton
6: with the 11th pick in the 2020, the in the 2020 NBA draft, San Antonio Devin Spurs Bissell. select what Devin Vassell, Florida State. More first
5: in this draft. All the in the does
6: not go to
0: the Spurs at 11. The seminal of the night going off. Devin Vassell, a Devin guard Bissell out of Florida
1: State, is going to the Alamo City at number 11. To the San Antonio Spurs guys and
2: I, I Popovich, have no I have no comment for this one. I, I I have no comment.
1: I mean, now the only thing I would say here is that Greg Popovich knows talent when he finds it. So there's there had to be something I would say, John, that led the Spurs to going the route of selecting him at number eleven because Pop is no slouch, we know that. But I think that this is still though a very, very interesting draft selection though by the Spurs at eleven.
2: Yeah, this is very intriguing to me. Um, Very baffling. Very baffling. I- I'm confused by this pick. But like you said, Greg Popovich, the geniuses of all geniuses, probably see something that nobody else really sees here. He he is an excellent defender.
1: Trevor, what do you make about this? Uh, I know, of course, that we saw it flash on screen, though. Versatile two-way player. But, of course, Pop is no slouch. He sees good talent when he sees it. Uh, Your thoughts, though, about the selection, though, of Devin Vassell heading to the Spurs at 11?
5: Getting a guard. It's very interesting at this point in the draft for the Spurs. Like you guys said with Popovich, you know, you can't doubt the man. The man has been – has created this dynasty. Maybe he's potentially setting up for a second dynasty. I really don't know what he's trying to do here in this scenario. I'm left with no words, and – you know, I'm just sort of speechless on the, why this player was sort of picked.
1: Yeah, Ryan, I think a lot of us are a bit shell shocked that it's Devin Vassell out of uh, heading to the Spurs, a shooting guard, round one, number 11 overall, heading to the Spurs. Ryan, what do you make about this? Because uh, again, pop is no slouch, but this, I think, just mm, is very interesting.
4: My takeaway from this is what's wrong with Halliburts? the guy you were uh, clamoring for to be taken with this pick, because I've seen some news sites rank him as high as the fourth best prospect. So why is he slipping so far in this draft? There must be something there that we just don't know about. There's
10: got to be something.
1: I agree. I definitely agree, Ryan. There's definitely something brewing that teams are passing on him right now with, uh, with Halliburton at this rate. Isaiah, any reaction to the Spurs once again selecting uh, Devin Vassell with their selection at number 11 before we go and uh, check in on the Sacramento Kings?
3: Well, I'm really stunned by it. And I'm looking at his scouting report right now. It says that he's a very, very good defender. He's very, very lanky. But as an offensive player, he needs a lot of development when it comes to shooting the three ball. Um, and also he shot only twenty-two percent, not from the three, ladies and gentlemen, from the free throw line. How can oh. you shoot how can you be a guard and shoot twenty-two percent from the free throw line? That's like Lonzo ball, or that's even worse than what Lonzo ball is right now. So he well, needs a, a lot coach. of de- Yeah, he needs that's a lot coach. of development. I'm kind of stunned mm. by this pick. It seems like he's like Four, five, or three, four years away from actually becoming the player. Isaiah, right to cut in you
1: game. off, buddy, the, uh, the pick for Sacramento is coming across the feed.
3: The King,
6: select Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton from to Iowa the capital state city of
1: California. of California. So he slipped pretty far, but still take it is still, though, taken at number the, 12 overall to the capital city of state Sacramento. State so I do think, though, guys, that with how we have seen the Kings recently, They've gotten close over the past several years. Now, again, they were 10 games below five hundred. did go back or go to the bubble to at least play for the eighth spot, though. But I think that Halliburton, though, could add a very big piece to that uh, Sacramento puzzle. Isaiah, reaction to Halliburton finally coming off the board, but
3: at 12 to the Kings. My thoughts on this is I think either Buddy Heald or De'Aaron Fox is gone. Because there's been a lot of rumors that Buddy Heald has been very unhappy in Sacramento. And now they just go out and add another guard. A guy that can handle the ball. Uh, he's a great passer. Great three-point shooter. He made 52 threes in college. 41% from three-point land. So I think either um, he healed or uh deer and fox which i don't think is very likely but they do play the same position so i can see them like butting heads but i think one of those two m- is gone in sacramento
1: tyler work who's a king's fan i'll take it they need a wing but i'm good with taking the best player available john reaction to how finally going man but he goes to sacramento at number 12
2: you know that's a trendy suit that he had on there with the flowers and everything i kind of like it i'm digging that i'm digging his style already but uh to get on to your question, uh, he's a great ball handler. Um, this is a good pick. And I'm with Isaiah, De'Aaron Fox or Buddy Hill. And I think it's gonna be Buddy Hill because he's been disgruntled uh, with the Kings for quite some time now. So I think if anyone gets moved here, it's him. And that's what prompted the Kings to finally bring in a guard um, and it makes a lot of sense now. Um, I like this pick. Um, you know, he's a great shooter. Um, you know, he plays well off the ball, and you know that that's good for the Sacramento Kings. This this guy has a great future ahead of him. What I like about him too is his maturity. He's ahead of his years. He's very mature. Um, you don't see that too often with a with with a young kid this age. I, I think this is a great pick. Great pick. All right.
1: Yeah, Ryan, your, your thoughts on this move by Sacramento? Again, Tyler Work, who's a resident Kings fan, says that they entered a wing, but he's good, though, with them taking the best player available on the board.
4: I agree that he was the best player available, but I really like DeAndre Fox, and I like Buddy Heald. I think those are two great players, and he kind of plays you know, that point guard slash shooting guard position. So for him to flourish, that means they got to get rid of one of those two. And that'd probably be Buddy Healds. So, yes, he's a great pick, but is this more addition by subtraction? Correct. Are they going to get rid of one of those two? And if that is the case, you should have made that move before the draft. Because now you ruin the trade value for those two guys if you want to move one of them. So, I don't know. Or do they just think he'll be a really good six man going forwards? I mean, that would make the most sense to me if they just think he's going.
1: If he's going good. Trevor, how about you in regards to, uh, again, the move made by Sacramento to select, as already mentioned, but uh, Halliburton falling to 12 and going to Sacramento?
5: All I can say is good pick by Sacramento. You know, the A spot in the West is getting really spicy.
1: And I really hope, you know. I'm loving the play in tournament idea now. The, Let's the keep it
5: idea is definitely going to be something that we're going to be looking forward to. And hopefully the NBA goes with it. And I really hope that we get a really interesting matchup in the AC
1: for sure. So this is
5: definitely a good pick for the Kings.
1: Ryan, back over to you, buddy. What do you got to finish off your point with John? Hang tight.
4: Oh, I was done. I was just saying that he, maybe he'll be a six man and that would make the most sense to me. Because he's the 11th pick. Maybe they don't see him as, like, a superstar. Maybe they just see him as, like, a very good six-man. Uh, sort of Dennis Schroeder or Schruger or... Schroeder. Isaiah, help me out here. Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, yes, thank you. A Dennis Schroeder role at uh, OKC. Who knows? John, back over to you.
2: I'm going to go off topic here. Buddy Hill is always welcome here in L.A. You know, he idolized Kobe Bryant and... <laughs> there's room for him here in los angeles if he wants no, to absolutely
1: come to absolutely and, and i think though that you know De'Aaron fox and Heald probably are good fits in sacramento but i think that they're going to be staying put to be very frank but if one of them does go i think it'd be healed before De'Aaron fox is sent away to somewhere else with that guys the pelicans are on the board as we near the halfway mark of the first round of the night here is again folks we keep our program and keep our coverage going. Again, folks, Cal McClure, guys, A.L. Young, John Mathis, Ryan Schreiner, Trevor Williams of the MI6 Sports Network here giving you live reactions to the NBA draft in the first full round of said draft here tonight as the Pelicans are now on the clock looking to perhaps get someone to, uh, to supplement uh, the big fella as well in Zion Williamson, who, again, guys, did miss some time, and the Pelicans sadly failed to make the postseason, uh, season, which, of course, ended... Uh, veteran J.J. Reddick's career-long streak of making the postseason in his crew with that, guys. We'll go and check in and see what the Pels have up their sleeves at number 13 as we near the halfway mark of round numero uno. And has that Villanova edge to him that to I think, that really I think would really help them defensively. Zion Who's the best Zion player Lewis available said, left so far? Uh, Aaron, it's Aaron uh, Nesmith out of Vandy or Cole Anthony from UNC, per Jay Billis. So we'll see what they to go with.
0: Officially to Milwaukee is the Bucks I believe
1: Cole Anthony, though is is right Isaiah was scheduled, scheduled to go to Brooklyn, and I thought, regardless, like I said, like Brook, that Brooklyn pick coming up in about five or six spots is going to probably be a part of that that trade deal to Houston with James Harden.
0: Uh, if you're looking at this, what kind of. Yeah, I agree. Would but well what's really intriguing about this Someone pick who is if they touch take touch a point guard, like all those point guards that were, defense, were listed as the best available player, be I think Lonzo Ball is out a, in New a, Orleans a because there's been rumors the that really Lonzo, really Lonzo
3: Lonzo Ball, uh,
0: right, we'll the Pelicans, Pelicans were shopping in. Tyler, real quick.
1: He wanted to go to Dallas. Word recently. Way more likely to go than De'Aaron Fox, but here's the Pelican selection.
2: I heard about that too.
6: With the 13th pick, in the 2020 With the pick, NBA draft, the, 2020 New NBA draft select, the New Orleans Kyra Pelicans select, so select Junior. Wow, Kyra Lewis Junior. Lonzo's Jr. gone. Goodbye, from the Lonzo. University <laughs> of Alabama.
1: So, Kyra Lewis Junior. Fellas, the point guard oh, so out, of, out of Alabama is heading to the Big Easy. So, not too far for him to travel. More so, guys, I actually had him going 10th to Phoenix in my mock draft made on the night shift on Tuesday. But this, though, I think does, uh, I believe, create a logjam, Isaiah, at that guard position in New Orleans. Uh, Your thoughts on the move here of Lewis Jr. heading to NOLA?
3: Well, I'm looking at a scouting report right now, and this guy is what Lonzo Ball is not. He's a guy that is a great scorer at the point guard position. Uh, When I look at a scouting report, uh, people are comparing him to – uh, Colin Sexton, he's very fast. Uh, he can score the basketball, he can shoot the three. So, I think that like this move really um, shows me that I think David Griffin and the New Orleans Pelicans front office they're serious about trying to deal away Lonzo Ball. We know Lonzo's had his shortcomings with not being able to shoot the ball really well and always being injured. So, I think Kyra Lewis Jr. is going to actually step in and you know, uh, you know, replace Lonzo ball in new Orleans, because now you have a guy that can be a threat at the point guard position, which Lonzo isn't really a threat. Like he can pass the ball very well, but he can't shoot.
4: Ryan. Here's another way you can look at it. I'm reading the scout report as well. Maybe they put him in as more of a dynamic score, but keep Lonzo have him guard shooting guards. While he guards power or power, Point guards. I don't know. I could possibly see these two working well together, because Lonzo has the frame of a shooting guard. He could guard small forwards or s- small forwards and shooting guards. So maybe they make it work. Because who's the shooting guard right now and in- for the Pelicans? It was if- Redick at one point. Yes.
3: It's Eric Bledsoe. They just got now him from Bledsoe, uh, because
4: the you know, with Milwaukee.
2: Oh yeah. Then Lonzo's gone.
4: Uh, I don't know Are about that. Yeah, your, I, I don't know. Maybe, name. maybe six this does mean six six the man end of Lonzo. Lonzo who knows? You want to see that come to fruition?
2: Do I what?
1: Said so you want to see six man Lonzo come to fruition, John?
2: His daddy wouldn't, but he would have no choice at that point. I just, mean, just have- send him to yeah. Golden
1: State, and then we can have Ball and the family being done in the Bay Area. They become the biggest soap opera in the NBA. Sorry, Isaiah.
2: But the problem with Lonzo Ball, and this has been the problem, and I know it because I saw it with the Lakers, is that he cannot shoot. And if you're going to be, if you're going to be a guard, you have to be able to shoot the basketball. Plain and simple, he has not been able to shoot the basketball. He has not worked on his shooting mechanics. It, it seems like it's gotten worse and not any better. And they bought Lewis in to be that guy because he has all those qualities that Lonzo Ball doesn't. It's just that simple. When you look at the scouting report, the guy can do everything that Lonzo Ball can.
1: Trevor, any thoughts
5: about this move made by New Orleans? He is so long, Lonzo. But at the same time, I'm looking at like the roster they really only have like besides lonzo one other point guard the rest is all shooting guards i understand you can swap them out but having a designated point guard fit for that role kind of goes a long way cuz let's say one of them takes a massive injury how do you replace you know minutes on your guard that gets worn out so i think this is a fair pick but at the same time it kind of puts lonzo in the hot seat
1: I agree because Isaiah, I think it does because Isaiah just dropped all the names of the guards right now in the uh, live stream chat. Lewis Jr., Ball, Bledsoe, George Hill are the guards right now with New Orleans. There's got to be an odd man out somewhere.
2: And Lewis Jr. was projected on a lot of mock drafts to go to New Orleans.
1: So we'll see how things go, guys, as the Boston Celtics are now on the clock, owning three first-round picks this year, 14, 26, and 30. This pick, by the way, guys, is uh, by way of the Memphis Grizzlies, who, of course, missed out on the postseason with them dropping that play-in game to the Portland Trailblazers earlier on in the bubble environment, as, again, we are waiting, of course, for the commissioner to come through. As we are right now, folks, at the almost at the halfway mark of the – Uh, First round with uh, Trevor's Orlando Magic sitting on the on-deck circle at 15 before we in fact reach the halfway mark of the draft. And with that, guys, we'll go check back in and see what the Boston Celtics have in mind with their first of three first-round picks here tonight. Let's go
3: and check it out. 29th
7: and thanks for you need somebody to give you some By the way, guys, about the
3: Pelicans uh pick, Lonzo so Ball strong. is eligible for an extension after you know, uh this season. I think he's entering his final maker. year so of those his those rookie contract and then he has a club option after that. So I could honestly see him being stopped because there is no way I think the Pelicans are going to give him a $16.5 million per year extension.
0: Who's the best available guy in your judgment? I
8: don't best see it either. The player I have is, is Aaron Nesmith because of his ability to shoot the ball. I don't discount. What do, what do we all think there, Boston's uh, big need is? And also, guys, remember they have three first of round East picks as well. 45% three-point shooter. Center and can also uh, yeah, defend can multiple spots. Yeah, a number of different ways you could go. Like Precious Achua is a double double guy, yeah. who's still a young player they, coming out of Memphis. They, um, they got to get. They got to get. Need a big guy. Daniel from At- Minnesota uh, is another guy who
1: averaged twenty. Plays, I agree. That probably a center. You have enough great shooters in Tatum uh, and Brown and Smart, so but you got to get someone down there to you know box out against Giannis and those guys. Let's
0: go back and check in. i told that the pick is in. They overall
4: my prediction uh, is power forward out of memphis
0: whether the pick will be (laughs) staying in boston they've been active in draft night on draft night in recent years here's the commissioner.
1: let's see what we got
6: with the 14th pick in the 2020 nba draft the boston celtics select aaron neesmith wow vanderbilt university We're sticking forward at number fourteen out of out of uh, Vandy, fellas. That
0: looks like on my.
4: This has to just be for a depth purposes. I think they assume he will just fill out the bench and be a good rotation player for years to come. That's my assumption from this pick. John.
2: Or maybe they could use him for a trade. Package him, maybe.
4: Could be that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would agree, honestly, Trevor. Uh, What do you make, though, about this move? Again, the forward being selected by the Celtics at 14. Like,
5: they have, like, two other picks in the draft. So, it's like picking up a small forward isn't a bad thing. They could, like you guys said, go big and get a power forward in their second pick and a center in their third. So, it's very possible that they shift with the big so they can have a nice solid three, a nice trio down low, getting the ball down there and, you know, making some, you know, Lob City happen, some dunks here and there.
2: That's a good point.
1: Very good point. Isaiah, what what probably does this do, though, more so in your mind with Boston getting Aaron uh, Neesman out of Vanderbilt? Isaiah, you're muted.
3: Sorry about that. Um, I think that this is, like Ryan said, this is like a depth pick. Um, or like John said, they could package it um, in a trade because I've heard rumors the last couple of days that they try they're trying to put together a package for to Houston to get James Harden, and you know with Nesmith uh, Smith, and then you can tr- maybe get like a shooting guard. Maybe that will try to um, really, r- maybe that that would be a package. The rockets would really love to take so i don't know i think this this picks kind of confusing as well because i don't know what like boston didn't really need a forward they need a big guy in the middle
1: ryan do you think though that more so with the celtics having two more draft picks in this first round that it's probably more so like a gimme or a throwaway pick perhaps in your mind with them having two more picks coming up later in
4: round one i don't think it's a throwaway pick because i'm reading his uh, scouting reports And they're saying that this kid may be the best shooter in the draft. So he would just fit in as a great bench player. I mean, you need shooting in this league. So if he is as good a shooter as they say, he's made four three-pointers a game, converted 50% of his attempts, and had a career 53% free throw shooting. If he's a good shooter, then that means he would fit right in on the bench. So maybe this isn't a throwaway pick. Maybe this is just add in strategic shooting to their bench. So I honestly like the pick. The more I'm reading about this kid. So Trevor, now
1: your beloved Orlando Magic is on the clock, Trevor. Uh, What probably is their biggest need coming off of their first round uh, loss to Milwaukee in in, uh, round one of last year's postseason?
5: Obviously, looking at their games against Milwaukee, they didn't have depth. And at the same time, like, literally they were only playing with, like, six, seven players in the bubble. So it was like a real struggle to watch. But looking at the roster, it's more looking at that some of the players have, I guess, you know, I'll be quiet then. Because the pick is I know,
1: you're here, Trev. Keep on going, buddy. Because I said they're heading to a television timeout. Gotcha. So I have a
5: feeling they're probably going to go more towards a guard picking up because, you know, Michael Carter-Williams is almost at the age of 30. So you're trying to replace him, get some young talent in there. They still have Mobamba, still young and healthy. So they don't really need that big man, but having a nice young guard to, you know, get the ball around, move things through the offense, make, be able, like a playmaker is definitely what the Orlando Magic need.
1: So guys, we are exactly now halfway through the NBA draft. We are at pick 15 of 30. I should say for the first round, we're only going to beat it for round one. It's been already over a two hour and close to 20 minute show already here tonight. But again, folks. Cal McClure, guys, A.L.A. Young, John Mathis, Ryan Schreiner, Trevor Williams, giving you guys our live reaction and analysis of the first round of the NBA draft. We are right now, folks, at pick 15 of 30 for round number one here today. Uh, again, guys, a lot of twists and turns, a lot of ups and downs, peaks and valleys. Uh, Ryan, go in and add on, buddy. What do you got?
4: I think if there's one player the Magic need to draft, it's Cole Anthony. Before the season, he was projected to be a top five pick. Obviously, he slid down draft boards, but if the Orlando Magic want to get out of the perpetual A-seed in the East, they gotta take risk. So, he may flame out. He may not be a great NBA player, but he could equally be a great NBA player, a steal. So, I say teams like the Orlando Magic need to take a risk, and Cole Anthony is the risk to take here. He's a point guard. He's a good scorer. May not be an efficient one, but at this point you roll the dice and hopefully he can develop into a star because teams like uh, Orlando, who are always in that 8th seed range, they just need to take risk to uh, get out of that uh, perpetual 8th seed spot.
1: Isaiah, what in the world is going on over there? Isaiah, you're on mute. What's going on?
3: As you guys can clearly see, I'm trying to sell my LaMelo Ball Warriors jersey. I'm trying to, you know, see how much I can get for this. How much for
5: it, Isaiah? How much for
2: it? I'll
4: take 100 I have an offer
2: to make oh, you. that's too expensive. Hey, hang on. ryan an yeah, offer here. Need Time
1: out. What do we got, Ryan? Go for it.
2: Not even worth I have
4: thing. a few quarters, but this is too much. Let me just take away a few. Still too much. <laughs> Let me keep going down. Tell about its value. One quarter. Do you have change? <laughs> Do, you have-
3: <laughs> Do you have change? Oh we can God, work quarter. something out, but oh my God. not going
4: over a quarter. Oh. We're starting
3: an auction.
4: We're starting. <laughs> You're not going to get a better. You're not going to get a better one. One cent. I'll give you a penny for it. With
1: that, guys, uh, they're back from their television break. Let's go back and check in on Trevor and the Orlando Magic. Again, folks, we are halfway through round number one. And again, the only round we'll be covering here of our NBA draft coverage on the MI6 Sports Network. Again, as the as uh, Trevor's Orlando Magic sit on the clock right now with their pick being in, uh, going through some of the guys still obviously on the board Ah uh, Trevor, real quick reiterate what is the main priority for the magic here at fifteen.
5: Getting a shoot not a shooting guard, getting a guard that can move the ball around that's definitely a key factor. They have Aaron Gordon and then Mobamba. so it's like you have two big men. if you get them the ball, they're easily gonna you know drive down, you know post somebody up and get an easy two point. so definitely get some
1: good ball movement in here.
5: There we go
6: pick in the two thousand twenty nba draft the orlando magic select the orlando magic select all
1: right select cole i like anthony this pick
2: from the university <laughs> there, of we there we go oh, yeah. there we
6: go
1: all right nice
0: one I, I like that yeah, move
1: right there myself. by a lot with orlando selecting cole anthony the point guard from north carolina heading to orlando florida trevor i mean you know you were talking about death buddy but at the same time though Cole Anthony, man, can bring a lot of great stuff, though. And, of course, let's not forget, his dad was Greg Anthony, one of the all-time greats.
5: I feel so proud. My Orlando Magic, they did something right. We we getting out of the eighth seed. We move it up to the seventh (laughs) seed.
4: I mean, I say if he (laughs) develops, you could get as high as the sixth seed's.
5: Whoa, now, Ryan, you're getting too far ahead of yourself. I, I, I guess, just like yeah, this
4: pick not, that much. Yeah. I think it's a great pick. I, I like it, too. I agree.
2: I like this pick. It's a great pick.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's a great pick. Are. I think it's a great pick as well. I mean, just adding some more. Again, I think more for depth, Trevor. But at the same time, though, this could be a guy, though, that you could probably plug into that starting lineup, though, and get someone that could really help you out, either defensively, offensively. But I think could really, I think, help set the tone, though, for Orlando come this season.
2: Yes, no, you can plug him into the offense right away. I think he'll be an immediate impact. I think he fits the role there. And he's always been a very confident player. He's been an efficient ball handler. And and this guy has the stuff to be an elite superstar in this league, I think. so. Um, He's a bucket getter. Uh, He's not afraid to drive the ball to the basket. He reminds me so much of his pops. You know, his dad, uh, Greg Anthony, was uh, was a phenomenal player. And I think his son is going to follow in his footsteps. I think this was a, a great pick by the Orlando Magic.
1: Ryan, what other reasons do you think, though, that you like this pick by Orlando so much with them getting Cole Anthony from UNC at 15?
4: Honestly, I like yeah. it because the reasons I stated earlier. He's the ultimate boom or bust pick. He's the type of prospect, based on what I've read, that he'll either be a star in this league or he'll be a complete bust. But either way, I mean, the Orlando Magic are the perpetual eighth seed. So if he flames out, maybe they eventually get lower to get better lottery picks. And if he turns out really well, they move up in the rankings. So I think it's just a perfect pick. Like I said, teams like Orlando, who are always in like the eighth or seventh seed, they need to take risk, and this was the perfect risk to take at this point in the draft. John, we'll let you add on.
2: Yeah, I about Cole, Cole Anthony. Um, yes, I think, I think he's a wonderful pick. I, I like this pick. I like, I, I just have a feeling that he's going to be great at the next level. I think he has all the tangibles, the intangibles to be great at the next level. Like I like I said, he's a great scorer. Um, you know, he he you know can get to the basket, and he can also make players around him better. And that's something that the Orlando Magics needed. They needed that dynamic superstar that they haven't really had since uh Dwight Howard and, and Tracy McGrady, quite honestly. So Penny I think,
1: Hardaway would be another one I'd say too.
2: Penny Hardaway would be another one, Shaquille O'Neal, uh Nick Anderson. If you remember all those guys way back, um, I, I think this is great for the Orlando Magic and their organization.
1: And I think Trevor is enjoying himself. So sadly, two of the team, two two teams have been wrecked tonight by by the draft so far. Isaiah and his Warriors, and also uh, sadly Ryan and his Cavs. And so far, Trevor's looking very nice with the uh, with the Magic selecting Cole Anthony out of UNC. With that, guys, Portland making their selection right now.
6: Good draft. The Portland Trailblazers select Isaiah Stewart from the University of Washington.
1: Wow! So a center out of U Dub is heading to Portland uh, with so the Isaiah number sixteen Stewart selection in the NBA 17 draft. 17 with the Portland Trailblazers oh, yeah. selecting Isaiah Stewart, a senior out or a center, I should yeah. say, out of U Dub. And you know, guys, you know, I don't know if we really, really associate. UW basketball being very great, though. But they've had some guys that come out of Washington who, I think, panned out at, cer- at certain points in their careers, though. Isaiah, give us your thoughts here. Again, the Blazers probably not needing a lot of help, though, again, with Lillard and McCollum carrying that ball club. But I think, though, a big man was desperately needed, though, because, again, of Yusef Nurkic's injury earlier in the season. They've been pretty banged up inside with Cantor and Nurkic. Uh, give us your thoughts, Isaiah, about the uh, Blazers going with Isaiah Stewart.
3: Well, first of all, when Adam Silver, you know, announced the pick, I thought he was going to say Isaiah Leong. I was so stunned. I was like, "I'm in the draft." But uh, in terms in terms of this pick, though, um, uh, you know, I I agree with it. They needed this. Um, they needed some guys to. Fill in, in the middle for Portland. But my worry about this pick is that this dude is only 6'9. He's gonna be like a Draymond Green type of player in the middle. He's not like your typical big man, like seven foot or you know, even six eleven or six ten. So he's gonna be very undersized, but he brings a lot of energy. He's a tough physical big guy. Uh, poor deep shooter shot, only Twenty-five percent from deep on uh, limited attempts. He's kind of somewhat slow as well up and down the court. So I mean, I like it, but I felt like you know they could have gotten a better big man uh, or a taller big man uh, for the Portland Trailblazers instead of a guy that is six nine and only lumbers up and down the court. John, any thoughts about this move by Portland?
2: Yeah, he's kind of short for a, a, a center. He's only six nine. But he has an incredible 7-4 wingspan. And he brings that physicality uh, to um, the Portland Trailblazers front court. I mean, he adds depth to that front court, something that was missing. This is the reason why the Portland Trailblazers could never get over the hump and could never go deep into the playoffs because they didn't have, you know, a, a center. They didn't have. Someone to fill that void in their front court. Now they finally have some depth in the front court, and maybe this can help them gain an extra step in the postseason with the stellar guard play that they have.
1: Definitely agree. Ryan, any thoughts about this move by the Blazers selecting uh, the big man out of
4: UW? I hate it. I hate this pick so, so much because we talk about depth. They have Enos Kanter as the backup, and I think Enos Kanter is a really good player. So to me, this just says that they've soured on Enos Kanter and that he'll be gone soon.
6: In the NBA,
4: Minnesota the making their next pick.
6: Minnesota the Minnesota Timberwolves select Alexey Hokushevski from Novi Sad, Serbia. So
1: the Wolves add a power forward out of Serbia, fellas, uh, at number I believe that was number seventeen in the draft right there. And also, by the way, guys, we should mention that 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 the Blazers' selection is actually a part of a trade right now that is proposed to perhaps go down once the draft does end. Here tonight, so we'll keep an eye though on some of the other moves that are in fact made though. But again, the Wolves going with a power forward out of Serbia, and that will and that also guys will in fact put the uh, put the next team on the clock. But as we see some stats here about this big fella, youngest eligible uh, player in the draft at 18 years old is also a big thing. But also uh, again, I think guys that it's 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 very different, or I think difficult for some of us to really assess a player like this because we don't see them play in college and they play overseas. And there's a lot of, you know, Diamond and the Rough guys that do come out of Serbia or come out of Europe or EuroLeague basketball. But again, the big fella is headed over to the Wolves at 17 as the Dallas Mavericks guys now go on the clock. And of course, the Mavericks guys coming off of their, uh, sadly, their second round or their uh, first round exit at the hands of the L.A. Clippers. uh, Due to, again, the injury suffered by both uh, or the injury more so to Kristaps Porzingis and also Luka Doncic also. Missing time as well. Ryan, what is the main, uh, probably in your mind, the uh, biggest need for the Mavericks? Again, trying to build off of last year's postseason
4: run. Honestly, they probably need help at both the shooting guard and um, small forward position. Luca playing the point guard in this scenario, but honestly, they need a third star. That's their biggest need. They won't get it here at this spot, but... So given that they won't get that third star at this spot, in my opinion, they just need to add depth, add shooting, and or maybe get a center. Who knows? But uh, I wanted to uh bring up the uh, previous pick. Yes, please do. I guarantee you anything. The Timberwolves probably thought that uh, Jalen Smith, the power forward out of Maryland, is that correct? Who went 10th overall. I believe that's his name. Yes. I think... I guarantee you they thought he'd be there. They went with a power forward, and I bet you anything that that was their second pick. I guarantee you they thought a player like Jalen Smith would have been there, and that would have been a perfect selection for them, but they go with their – which I assume is their second favorite guy. Maybe they would have taken him over Jalen Smith regardless, but – With that, guys, here is the Dallas pick.
6: The pick in the 2020 NBA draft. The Dallas Mavericks select
1: Josh Green
6: from Sydney, Australia and the University of Arizona.
1: So a shooting guard at 18 to Dallas to probably add a bit of depth to the roster with the Dallas Dallas Mavericks. Again, uh, Josh Green by way of Australia, by way of the University of Arizona Wildcats, is heading down to Big D down there in Dallas. Uh, You know, guys, I do think, though, that perhaps that there's definitely something there in regards to maybe more guard depth, perhaps. But I do think, though, that it, this is more of a move, I think, Isaiah, done by Mark Cuban and by Dallas to probably just add a bit more depth to that roster, pretty much, more than anything else in my mind.
3: Yeah, um, when I look at this pick, uh, I like it because it gives the Mavericks more depth. Uh, this guy's a six-six guard. Um, they're comparing him to Kelly Oubre. Yeah, Kelly Oubre, he has... A lot of energy, very explosive. Uh, He has a complete game on offense, can shoot the three pretty well, uh, can drive in, shoot the floaters, the mid-range. So, I mean, I like it because – and also this guy plays really good defense as well. He played very good defense um, in Arizona, had a lot of steals, uh, very lanky as well. So I like this pick because it gives you a guy that can come off the bench, play some great defense, and also uh, he can you know score the basketball as well. John, what do you make about this move again by the Mavericks, adding some more guard depth to
1: their roster? John, you're muted.
2: Sorry about that. Josh Green is is an incredible shooter. Um, this adds shooting depth to their roster. I think it's a good pickup. He's also very versatile. Um, he's also an aggressive defender. So this is a good this is a good pickup for the Dallas Mavericks. Now they have another shooter. Uh, this could help Luca and and Poisingas in a big way. And also Poisingas won't be ready to go uh, to start the season. So this is a good pickup. You're not going to get the third superstar, no, but you definitely get another guy who can shoot the basketball. Trevor, you know, more
1: so I think it's been mainly maybe, uh, in my mind, depth draft picks right now with certain ball clubs like a Portland or like a Dallas. Uh, Trevor, what do you make, though, about the move made by the Mavericks for uh, the guard out of Arizona?
5: I'm just got to keep looking at the Dallas Mavericks roster and seeing what they're trying to replace. And I'm just like, I can see them replacing guards because, like, Courtney Lee is age 35. You know, and then they have Seth Carew's age 30. They have JJ Barrera. Know, Barrera, age 36. So, yeah, they're just replacing the old age on this team. So this is like a fine pick. So nice young talent, fill in the depth, remove the old, bring in the new, and get ready to, you know, become a playoff caliber team again.
1: So, guys, with that in mind, that now leads us to the Brooklyn Nets sitting at number 19. Again, folks, we're on here until the end of the first round. Again, Cal McClurg Isaiah Leung, John Mathis, Ryan Shriner, Trevor Williams. Now, of course, Isaiah, this, I think, though, begins to maybe ring the alarm bell for a potential trade with the Nets selection here maybe to Houston by virtue of the uh, James Harden uh, saga right now. And uh, more so, Isaiah, I think, though, that whoever is, in fact, selected is going to be headed to Houston. Uh, Isaiah, your thoughts about what, in fact, might go down here with uh, the net selection here at number 19?
3: Um, so right now, I think the players that are still on the board, uh, the best players, actually, are RJ Hampton. Um, uh, I'm I'm blanking them on who's still on the board. But I think that you're right, Cal. I think that this... Is where the draft gets interesting now. Because right now, we haven't, I don't think we've even seen a single trade thus far in the NBA draft. And there's still a lot of great talent still available. And this, whoever the Nets select, it will show whether or not they're actually serious about putting a package together to try to land a James Harden. Like if they saw like RJ Hampton, then you know that they're serious about putting a package together for Harden because they don't need another point guard. The Brooklyn Nets have Kyrie. They have Spencer um, Dinwindy, They have Terrence LeBert. So they don't need another guard. So it, it really, whoever the Nets pick here will really determine if or not Harden is going to go to Brooklyn. Ryan, what do you make about what perhaps
1: happens with the Brooklyn Nets with number 19 coming up and the pick is uh, close to being in with it in about three seconds?
4: I say if they're going to package a deal to get James Harden, they would get Maxi out of the University of Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati, Kentucky. I think in a deal to get James Harden, they have to include Kyrie Irvin. So why not add another guard, a shooting guard, and a Maxi to that Because honestly, I don't see a deal getting done for James Harden if Kyrie Irving is not in it. So if they draft a point guard here, I would believe that's just to back up Kyrie Irving and maybe to replace Woody once his contract expires.
1: Trevor, real quick, do you agree that perhaps this pick is being dealt to Houston as part of that package deal, maybe for James Harden?
5: Possibly, but we... I can't really tell based on what they're going to try to do here. So,
9: way trade, I'm told. Okay, whoosh. The Pistons, Nets, and Clippers. The Clippers are going to send Landry Shamit to the Nets. Luke Kennard, uh, the guard with the Pistons, goes to the Clippers. And then that 19th pick uh, heads to Troy Weaver in Detroit. And they have a chance now to really reshape. This wow roster. they've been very a three team trade Bay, fellas. a
0: villain over that's somebody very Whoa. high on their draft board we'll, the first we'll see what they trade do in 19 okay well it's giving given the latest brooklyn will Not still be going to houston though, though so interesting the deal will be finalized before they become official so yeah this just to me this just leads me Pistons to believe Pistons that Pistons if they are going to trade the here we go it's the commissioner
6: adam silva
1: this will be very interesting to see what actually transpires here but here we go
6: with the 19th pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Brooklyn Nets select Sadiq Bay from Villanova Sadiq. University. Sadiq Bay, a forward out of Villanova, but according to reports, though, from Woj,
1: guys, Bae, this is being sent to the Pistons as part so of a three-team trade between really the Clippers, Detroit, and Brooklyn, apparently. Very interesting development here. This is very interesting.
2: I don't know what to make of this one.
5: I kind of need to see like the whole trade again. I got to see because there's so many moving
1: parts. <laughs> so many moving parts. So per what we gathered from Woj guys, this involves the Clippers, Detroit, and Brooklyn. I believe it was Landry Shamit heading to Brooklyn or maybe to Detroit though. And there was going to be some other pieces involved here. But again, we'll see what actually plays out though with this in mind. But... I I don't know, fellas. This is very very interesting to say the least, Isaiah. Any thoughts about this potential move being made? Where it, it appears, though, what was on screen though, this pick is going to the Pistons, while the Clippers and Nets, I guess, are engaging in, in, in part of a three-team
3: trade. Well, my thoughts on it is that um, this guy, I think, is a big steal because I was look, looking at some final NBA draft, big boards a couple of days ago. And this guy was actually ranked up there as the fourth uh, fourth best prospect in this draft. And I'm looking at his scouting report. He's 6'8", 216 pounds, has a 6'10 wingspan. Uh, he's a forward uh, from Villanova was a sophomore. Didn't really score that much in college, 8.2 points per game, 5.1 rebounds per game, uh, 1.3 assists per game. Um, he shot the ball from three pretty well, uh, was a 45% three-point shooter after the year before. He shot 37% from three-point. And, oh, by the way, I'm, I I need to make a correction. He actually averaged 16 points a game, not 8.2. The 8.2 was actually his freshman year of college. So he made a big jump in terms of averaging uh, or points per game averages Uh his average he averaged 0.8 steals per game 2.4 assists per game uh i think he's he's a very lanky defender he's a three and d guy he's got high iq i think that detroit thus far what they've drafted they've drafted a bunch of guys that can just flat out defend And that's what the Pistons need. The Pistons have been one of the worst teams in terms of total defense in the NBA. And this signifies to me that they want to get better in that aspect. But in terms of the trade, though, Landry Schammett going from the Clippers to the Pistons, I believe, Callard? Or was it the Nets? I believe he's going to Brooklyn, it seems to me. That, I think, signifies that they're serious about go, uh, making a deal with the Los Angeles Clippers or with the Houston Rockets. Because Landry Shaman, when he was uh, playing for the Clippers, he was a great 3-and-D guy. And now he goes to Brooklyn, and I think they're going to package him uh, in a potential James Harden trait to try to make something work out there. Or they could keep him, and you know they could just implement him as – because right now they have what? Kyrie at point guard, right? They don't – they don't really. They have Levert as shooting guard, but he could be a maybe a three and D guy at the shooting guard. But I just think he's going to Houston.
1: John, what do you make about this? Again, weird but awesome development, though, man. We ha- finally have a, have trade news finally here in round one.
2: Yeah, we finally have trade news, and, and you know things can this this can all shape up differently now. You know this what this does this kind of shake things up in the draft. Now that you have a trade, Uh, but on to the player, man, this guy plays with a high motor. Uh, He plays with a lot of energy. He gets after it defensively. I like this. I like this guy a lot. I think he went under the radar in this draft. Um, I had him actually going to San Antonio. I thought San Antonio could have used a guy like Bay, you know, um, he's a really, really good player. Watched him at Villanova. The kid has a lot of heart. You know, and he and he's gonna excel in the NBA. I think he's gonna be a great player at the next level. Um, but um, things have gotten interesting uh, with this being a trade.
1: Yeah, Ryan, things have really, I think, hit the fan now with the first trade of the night. It seems to me, at least, at this rate. Your thoughts on this move?
4: I mean, I really don't think there's too much to it. If the pick does go to Detroit. Then I think this is just more to fortify depth. I don't see this as like a Blake Griffin replacement or anything like that. So I think Agreed. this is just more Agreed. of a depth move with if everything works out, maybe he becomes a Blake Griffin replacement. But to me this is just a trade to add depth to the Detroit front court because they've already got I guess their supposed point guard of the future, so why not just add depth at this point in the draft?
1: Trevor, any thoughts the past long end, man? First major development, though, of a potential trade happening on draft night finally.
5: It was the, the first one is a three way one. No one would have seen that coming. Like I said, it's been a crazy night. Big moves were going to happen. Teams were being aggressive, and a three way trade
1: is aggressive. All right, guys, the NBA Finals runner up, the Miami Heat are on the clock at number 20, almost wrapping up our coverage here with 10 more picks to go. Let's go and uh, check in here or at least see what's uh, brewing here right now in Miami, or at least with the heat. Uh, I don't know if they, I don't know if guys, they really need to add too much to this already very scary ball club. It seems to me they were able to knock out Milwaukee in round one and take the Lakers to game six of the finals. This may be again, though, guys, in my mind, more of a pick made for depth reasons in my mind.
4: I'm calling it right now. Maxi. They already hit, hit it big with a, or Kentucky guard, they'll do it again. Let's see what the commission has to say.
6: In the, in the 2020 NBA draft, NBA draft, NBA draft Miami Heat, the Miami draft. Heat select Precious Achua, Precious Achua from Porta court Nigeria, Nigeria, and the, and the University of So they're adding a
1: power forward, fellas, to their already pretty Precious good, Precious good front court as is already.
0: So this seems to me to be a very good move by Pat Riley and the and Heat brass. Uh, 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 uh,
1: let me pause my audio here so I can at least uh, get back on track here. Uh, Ryan, give us your thoughts on this one. As you had already mentioned, you had perhaps a a chance of maybe the Kentucky player going, but it's a power forward instead going to Miami via
4: Memphis. Honestly, I kind of like the pick in retrospect once I think about it a little more because you saw once Anabayo went down, the Heat just were not the same team. So adding depth at the power forward slash center position could be a good thing for this team. And like you said before the pick, this is not a pick to be the starter or to be a franchise player. Obviously, this is just more to fortify the depth. And honestly, a good pick. I think, according to ESPN, he was the best player available. So, best player available and fits the needs. I like it. It's a smart pick.
1: John, just judging by some of the highlights we had seen, though, on ESPN of this kid. A very good kid that could play some D inside and protect the rim. I like it.
2: I like this pick, too. You know, life is precious down in Soft Beach right about now. Um, this guy's a game changer. He's a versatile defender, and he's a great rebounder. You know, if you look back in that, in that NBA finals, there was times where the Miami Heat got out-rebounded by the Lakers, and that made all the difference in the ballgame.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely
2: this is a big pickup for them because now they get a rebounder and they get a guy with an offensive upside, you know, um, and, and he can also become an effective three point shooter. We're talking about a team called Callen and everyone here on, the, on this panel that didn't need much. They didn't need much because they, they, they were already a dangerous team to begin with with all the pieces they already had. Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, You know, Duncan Robinson, uh, Bam, Obayu, and the list goes on. And to add this guy to the equation, man, this team is going to be scary. They're going to be the most feared team in the East now.
1: Trevor, what do you make, though, about this again? Just more so, probably not a a proven shooter, though, but at least to me, though, he brings the defense, though, especially around the rim, though, where you, of course, need that against some of these, uh, you know, bigs in the NBA, especially.
5: I think having a great defensive player is great for those long stretches where your stars are out and you're trying to maintain a lead. So rotating him in the system, being able to do lockdown defense is definitely a great addition
1: to the Miami Heat. Isaiah, what do you make about this move by uh, by the Heat? Again, adding some more length and size inside.
3: Yeah, I really love this move by the Miami Heat. You know, this guy is an elite offensive rebounder. Um, He can run the floor with or without the ball. He's a guy that's really good as a roller in the pick-and-roll situation. Um, He also has great hands for a big man, and that's only on offense. On defense, he's an incredible shot blocker. He is strong enough to guard both guards and bigs. Um, And also, he's a high-IQ Player. So I really like this move for the Miami heat. I think that like John said, you know, they, there was times in the NBA finals where the Miami heat got, like they got out rebounded by the Lakers. Um, and I think if this guy had played in the NBA finals, uh, with bam being out, he could have stepped in for bam and been able to block shots and rebound. I love the pick. And also, um, this might also signify that the Miami Heat, because you know, there's been rumors that Bam Adebayo, who is entering the final year of his contract, he might not be back with the Miami Heat after this season. Because if they get Giannis, they're not going to have enough cap space to sign uh, Bam Adebayo back, given that he wants a max contract, and you can't have that many max contracts on your bulk. They already have Jimmy Butler, so if they do sign Giannis and Bam leaves, he's a perfect replacement to, at the center position.
2: And with another that- place where Precious would have fit in nicely. Would have been Portland Trailblazers.
1: Easily. I definitely agree. Now, with that, guys, the 76ers are on the clock at number 21 overall. Of course, a new head coach in Doc Rivers, a brand-new uh, GM and Daryl Morey, who, again, left his post in Houston to now be with the 76ers. And, again, two stars right now in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid at their disposal still. Uh, guys, we'll go around real quick here. Isaiah and everyone out there, I'll always I'll uh, ask the question once. We'll start with Isaiah. Isaiah, biggest need for the 76ers at number 21 is what?
3: Ooh, I would say they need like uh they need shooters. That's what the Philadelphia 76ers need. They need three-point shooters. The thing about the Sixers that was the main problem was they had a lot of guys that could do something. Isaiah, I'll have to sure. cut you off for a sec. Woj is reporting more
1: news about that trade between uh, the ongoing trade with uh, the Sixers and the Thunder. brings
9: back Danny Green, Terrence Ferguson, and Oklahoma City, the silly Micic, one of the best uh, so European three picks, Serbian who, along with uh, Al Horford and the rights uh, the to a 2008 Thunder draft pick, fellows
1: go to OKC NBA, and now
9: for Danny County Green and
1: Terrence Ferguson, all to the 76ers. Poor
9: uh, Danny,
1: Danny Green is right. He's been traded away like twice in what, the last two weeks?
5: 2025 draft.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thunder are going to be drafting everybody in 2025 at this rate. My goodness.
4: I'll say the Thunder's master plan is just to get an entire draft class eventually. (laughs) I mean, my goodness. Who took over and started playing my G League with the Thunder? Because everyone knows if you play my G League in 2K, you just hoard draft picks. Because, honestly, that's just the best way to do it. So, honestly, this this is getting ridiculous at this point. Someone needs to tell them that... There's only 15 spots on a roster in the NBA. So if they're right, getting picks, they getting all these draft picks, they better move be the up. The,
6: the, the, the 21st pick even... in the 2020 NBA draft. The Philadelphia 76ers select Tyrese Maxey from the University of Kentucky. Smart so there you go, pick. Ryan. Maxey goes to Philadelphia.
4: Smart pick. That This is a great pick because they just need – They really just need help at uh, scoring on the perimeter, and from everything I've read, he is a good scorer, a decent shooter. People predicted that he could be the next Tyler Hero, so if that does play out, this is a great pick for the 76ers. Won't change much because I still think Ben Simmons and uh, Embiid just don't work well together, and they won't be the core of any championship team, but... This pick makes them better at the very least. Isaiah, do you agree that this
1: probably makes the Sixers a little bit better as a ball club, adding Maxi to, to the rotation next season?
3: I disagree with Ryan, actually. I'm looking at his stats right now. Uh, Maxi, in his only year at Kentucky, put up, uh, or he shot 42% from the field. He averaged 14 points a game. But the thing that really worries me because i said coming into this pick that the 76ers they need guys that can shoot the ball and he only shot 29 percent from three-point land and you know that's not good as a shooting guard so he's gonna to have to have a lot of development because he's really raw right now but if the sixers can somehow some way get him to shoot uh the three ball really well then i think this could be a good pick but i think he's like a couple of years away john what do you think i just want to add
4: on that according to some scouting reports he was a little streaky so some games he was really good at shooting the three so maybe an nba team can help him get more consistent with his release and his mechanics and he can realize his uh, potential as a shooter because from what i've read he has potential to be a good shooter He's just inconsistent right now. There's some games where he can really shoot the ball, but then there's others where he can't make anything from what I've read. So he still could add shooting if he's coached properly. John, I would agree, though, about guys that get
1: hot and then get cold, sadly, and they go through you know streaks of not scoring many points in games and stuff like that. But, yeah. John, what would Maxie add, though, to the Sixers if, in fact, or uh, with them being drafted by the ball club?
2: Well, he's a streaky shooter, and what he provides is more offense, more offensive firepower with his ability to shoot the basketball, even though he can be a little inconsistent at times. And like Ryan said, he does resemble Tyler Hero's game. You know, he does kind of remind you of a Tyler Hero, but if he wants to get on Tyler Hero's level, he's going to have to improve and become more more consistent. And I think he will in time, but this is what the Sixers needed. They addressed it. They knew what their needs were. And that was to add another shooter because Ben Simmons is a jump shot away from being another LeBron James. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. He he is, he, he has the passing ability. He just, he's just missing the jump shot. And the Sixers knew that, so that's why they drafted this young kid to come in and hopefully fill that void.
1: Isaiah, I'll go back over to you because I saw your finger was up. What do you want to add on, buddy?
3: Yeah, I just wanted to update our audience um, that the sign-and-trade deal that the Bucks made, I believe it was on Monday, that sent uh, – was it Bobon or Bogdan Bogdanovich? Bogdan
1: Bogdanovich.
3: Bogdan Bogdanovich, the uh, shooter for the Sacramento Kings. That deal is now off – because of uh, Bogdanovich wanting to enter restricted free agency, so that whole trade that they made—I think that sent Divincenzo, uh, DJ Wilson, and others to Sacramento. That deal is now off.
1: So interesting. Yeah, I know the reason that deal is well,
4: off. The reason that, that deal is right? off is because the Bucks and the Kings had a little bit of an oversight. And they didn't confirm with the actual player that he wanted to sign a deal. So they didn't confirm that. And because of that, he didn't sign the deal the Bucks wanted to sign him to. And now the Bucs are out of a great player. How you Yikes. make an oversight like that in the NBA is beyond me. This is not a good look for the Bucks. And uh, if I'm Giannis, I'm, I'm thinking a little bit more about uh, signing with another team. Like that's that, just that 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 clock is quickly ticking.
3: How he's, he's out of here? How do you mess up? How I mean, how do you mess up a sign and trade like this? Like, how do you, on earth do you try to do a sign and trade without that player wanting to sign a con to sign a contract with that team? Like, it's called a sign and trade for a reason. Come on, oh Bucks.
1: Nice. And you really hope that it does not begin the domino effect of Giannis being on his way out of Milwaukee. But, Trevor, your thoughts real quick about the selection made of Maxi heading to the 76ers at 22 overall as we await Denver at 23.
5: Maxi is a great addition to the 76ers, adding more shooting depth, more firepower, and they have Doc Rivers as their head coach. So I think he's going to be able to get you know them in great shooting positions, getting some deep twos here and there, maybe some potential threes to make the 70 60s a you know not a dark horse in the east but a one of the true contenders in the east possibly one day i think getting another playmaker
1: alongside now guys denver's on the clock here i believe it's at 22 actually not 23 but uh can we all agree that maybe their biggest need might be a big man to take the load off of off of um, jokic inside
5: yeah i can agree with
4: that or maybe Don't it may still, still have, have Plumlee? Plumlee?
2: I mean, Grant leaves. So in terms of kind of a talent swing, those
4: are two names. I'll say, don't they have Plumlee to back up uh at yeah. center? I think yeah, he's do. a fine backup. So I say depth at uh, power four because I think they're going to lose Grant.
6: I agree. All right, guys,
4: here comes the pick with Denver.
6: With the twenty-second pick in the twenty twenty NBA Draft, the Denver Nuggets select Zeke Naji from the University of Arizona.
5: It's a power forward. There we go. Second,
0: second All right. So the Nuggets Arizona go the route of a power forward, not a big job. man or
1: another shooter, but definitely, though, that Zeke could probably add something to this very good Denver Ball Club. But you know, guys, I said this a lot, though, during the course of the programs during the bubble, is I don't think Mike Malone and the Nuggets got enough credit, though, for how they played the entire course of the last part of the season and also through the postseason. Again, they, this team got to the Western Conference Finals after being down three games to one against the almighty L.A. Clippers, and then, of course, had to duke it out with Utah for a great seven-game series. I think, though, that sadly that the toll, though, that it took, though, of playing back-to-back seven-game series, you saw this ball club sadly wear down over Tom and Isaiah. I like this move, though, for Denver because it, I think, adds some depth, though, hopefully maybe for a playoff run, though, and not having to rely so much on Jamal Murray and other guys on the floor to lead the way.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a. am uh, looking at the scouting report. He's a good offensive player, but he's a terrible defensive player. Um, I, I think I saw something that he was rated uh, in Arizona as one of the worst defensive players in their entire team. So that might be an issue for um, the Denver Nuggets. But, you know, I think his offensive skill set will be able to benefit Denver. They are a team that relies a lot on the pick and roll. He's a great pick and roller. Um, to the rim. He's a guy that also can shoot the mid-range, shoot fadeaways. So, yeah, I like the pick, but I'm worried about his defense.
1: John, how about your thoughts about Denver adding some more forward depth with this selection?
2: I like the pick. I like them adding more forward depth because, again, I think Jeremy Grant is going to leave. You're going to lose out on him. There was times that Jeremy Grant was dropping 27 points. I remember one night he was dropping points on the Lakers, all night long it was so frustrating to watch and you know he was he had he had become an offensive threat for the Denver Nuggets and I just don't see him coming back so the Denver Nuggets knew they needed to you know uh you know do something in the front court and they they got it done tonight
1: Ryan, what do you make about this move by Denver again? A bulk of that we sadly saw, though, man, I think wear down as time went on because of playing back to back seven game series, and again they had to face the Lakers in the in the third round of the of the uh, postseason.
4: I'll say I like this pick because, as John said, they're probably going to lose Grant, so they need help at power forward. You can't rely on Michael Porter Jr. alone at the power forward position. You need depth behind him, and that's what this pick is. So. I like the pick. It's a position of need if they do lose Grant. And if they don't lose Grant and they can somehow resign him, there's never – there's or it's not a bad thing to have more depth than what's needed. So, honestly, it's a nice insurance policy, and I like the pick. Trevor, what do you make about Denver
1: selecting, against some more powered forward depth? As John said, though, Jeremy Grant probably going to be gone via free agency. Again, maybe some guys wearing down – over the course of that postseason run, but I think I like this move by Denver and by Mike Malone in the ball club.
5: I think as we're starting to see now to be able to compete with the Lakers, you're gonna need size to either handle LeBron James or Anthony Davis to do a potential double team in most sense to stop one of those players or just shut shutting down the inside lane, forcing them to take an outside shot, which is lower chance of being successful. So having more big men in the backcourt be able to rotate them throughout in a deep postseason run is definitely something that you know the denver nuggets needed for sure
1: i agree 100 percent. guess what i got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell someone ring the bell congratulations guys welcome to at least in my in my mind the first three-hour-long program here on the MI6 Sports Network as we still, folks, chug along with our NBA draft coverage of round one. We're not doing the entire draft. We beat it for like eight hours, and I'm, and I'm starting to uh, feel my stomach grumble. But again, folks, Cal McClure, Isaiah Leung, John Mathis, Ryan Schreiner, Trevor Williams, giving you, folks, our thoughts, analysis, and our live reactions to the 2020 NBA draft, at least round one, and we thank you, folks, dearly for hanging around here for what I believe now, Isaiah, if memory serves me correct, though, the longest program ever hosted on the MI6 Sports Network.
3: I don't know if it's actually the longest program. I remember we did the NFL Draft Show, and that went like, Ryan, Trevor, was it four or five hours, something like that, that first round?
5: It was a long, long show. I, yeah. st- I stuck it out, but
1: man. So Man, I've been it was yawning. trevor has been yawning, sadly, which sucks because it's getting late in Columbus, and also with uh, Ryan in Cleveland. Uh, but I, this is like oh, the no, first- I'm in Columbus as well. Oh, they're okay. They're both in Columbus, so my apologies. You know that, of course, he's rooting for uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. But of course, guys, uh, right now
2: it's seven- only 7-19 here, hey,
1: we got this, guys. We got seven more picks and final thoughts, and we're good to go for the night. So uh, hang in there, guys. We're, we're getting ever so close right now.
3: Are we sure you don't want to do the second round? Let's make it an eight-hour program. No, well, okay. at that point, let me just go pop. No, we're we're going to watch, we're, we're watch round
1: two <laughs> on stream here but off air so mm-hmm. we can in, at least enjoy ourselves and eat some food and watch how the draft does go. With that, guys, the New York Knickerbockers are back on the clock here at number 23. I believe this was a trade made earlier today, guys, with the Jazz. For that 23rd overall pick, and again, guys, we already, though, I think are very happy with the Knicks because they got Obi Toppin at number eight and actually got this right. And with that, guys, here's the details of that trade uh, between the uh, Knicks and the Jazz today. Again, the Knicks get this 23rd overall pick, and the draft rights to a 2008 second-round pick. Again, I read that right, 2008 draft pick. So the rights of that 2008 pick are now going to New York from Salt Lake City as the Jazz pick up the 27th uh, pick in round one and the uh, 38th pick in round number two. Up tonight's draft. And again, guys, the Knicks finally got one right for the first time in forever. With that, let's go and check sure. it out and see how things are looking with so the Knicks at this rate.
0: We're going to get this right the again. RJ
3: Hampton. If
7: RJ Hampton goes to New York,
1: I will run down the hallway of my house and turn on my porch light for the pizza to get here, hopefully, very soon. But if they get this right, though, that'd be two great end. picks Argen by New York Barrett in this Atlanta. first round.
0: Who will the Knicks get to go
4: with them now? This pick should the be the Cavaliers, because Cavaliers pick because the Cavaliers easily could have gotten their, their guy at eight, the so they should have so traded.
1: They should have done something with New York. But with that, here's the pick from Commissioner Silver.
6: With the 23rd pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the New York Knicks select Leandro Omaro. Oh what! Argentina, a shooting guard out of Argentina. What?
0: What? Leandro Bomaro is selected, and there was such delight. I'm
1: okay, I've never heard I of this think kid. a lot Love of you. us share the same sentiments.
0: He's pretty good in
1: transition, guys. He, okay, so we got that going for us, but at the same time, though, guys, I don't know about this one. I I, I don't want to say that the Knicks totally bombed this pick, but. This is a bit interesting, though, Isaiah, in regards to uh, the move made here to select someone out of Argentina. Again, uh, Leandro uh, uh, Morrow heading down to uh, or heading to New York by way of Argentina. But this should be very intriguing, though, to see how, in fact, he may, in fact, make this roster.
3: Well, I think you should go to either Trevor or Ryan first because I have literally no idea on the kid. I was Looking at all, yeah, the- go to you actually because yeah. I think you have at least some uh,
1: at least some history with this kid out of Argentina.
2: Yeah, he, he's good in transition. Transition. He he obviously has the ability to slash uh, through traffic to get his way to the basket. Um, you know, he could provide um, some depth on the on the wing. Um, you know, and he's a very patient player. Um, that's what I know about him. Um, I even watched some youtube film of him and, and you know what he's pretty good he, he's not that bad of a player um this is a bit of a head scratcher though why the knicks chose to go with him but he's not that bad of a player
1: by the way guys a quick stat to know per espn uh lee uh, leandro bolmaro becomes the first argentinian born player drafted in the first round since Carlos Delfino in 2003 at 25 overall to Detroit. So that should just show you, though, how in fact the, the game of basketball is growing, though, down in uh, Argentina. Ryan, over to you as the Milwaukee Bucks are now on the clock and have their selection. in, But please, uh, we'll let maybe, you have
2: some time. No, I, don't know.
4: I have to say, I don't see the potential just based on just the pure stats I'm looking at. He's six foot seven, which is a good height, but he weighs 182 pounds. So he's very skinny, doesn't have a ton of strength, could easily get bullied at the NBA level. And then for his career, he's a 30% or 30% three point shooter on 300 attempts and 68% from the free throw line. So I see a guy that can get bullied in the NBA physically, and isn't a great shooter to uh, to uh, counteract that. So I don't know what this one, but let's see what this is all about. Not let's see a what to say to Real quick, John. So now we
2: can be more
9: physical. physical. European, uh, European guard played in Florida. Barcelona. He goes to the Timberwolves where the they've got a Spanish Wolves point guard in Ricky, guard Ricky Rudy Rudy Rubio, who is now on the way and the, there. And uh, New York now, gets, now yeah gets a couple more picks here. One in the first here. round and one, one in Okay, so Another trade?
0: Holy cow. Oh, that was at least should say. There's another trade, it sounds like, guys, for Woj. Now it's interesting that Ricky Rubio being passed around from every team in the NBA now at this round. One one the final pick of the evening on the way to Milwaukee. It seems like to see Rubio. Rubio uh, so back Bucks to Minnesota.
1: Clock, back Minnesota?
0: Yeah, according to oh. the Orleans and the Pelicans. Let's wow. see who the selection is with Adam Silver.
1: Well, let's go and see who Milwaukee's gonna get at twenty-four, fellas. It's RJ Hampton, come on now.
6: In the 2020 NBA draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select. R.J. Hampton, Little Elm, oh Texas. We're yeah,
0: uh, so
6: oh.
5: helping
4: y'all
0: they to, to play in right? oh. go overseas to play.
4: Wasn't this, this a, a part of the pick, pick to get uh, Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe or, or Eric? Orleans, not far no, no, no. Texas. Drew Holiday. I thought this pick was going to uh, New Orleans.
3: This doesn't make sense. They have like five guards now.
1: That, I think, right there, though, guys, in my mind, just signals that the Attentacumpo era is over after this year in Milwaukee.
5: All right. Yeah, just your campaign yeah. firm, ladies and gentlemen. All right. I'll start my bet. You know, $1.2 billion for Giannis. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually go to
1: New Orleans. Say that again?
4: I'll say this say is her. part of the deal to uh, get Drew Holiday to uh, the Bucks yeah, So this, this pick's old. actually going to the Pelicans, not the Bucks. So this is very confusing because now they've drafted – haven't they drafted two point guards in this draft alone?
1: It seems to me that New Orleans already has. So this, I think, for both teams, I think does not make any sense regardless.
2: Yeah, this is this is confusing to me. Lonzo, really... Lonzo's gone. Lonzo's
3: gone. No, Lonzo, no, Lonzo Ball no, to
1: Milwaukee no. at this rate, you think? Possibly.
2: Nobody knows
1: what the Bucks are doing. Trevor,
5: I have no idea what's happening in the NBA anymore. Too many, too many things oh, being moved. <laughs> I'm just lost by this. Like, y'all not trying to keep y'all? He, he is your life and blood in this organization. Are you just scrapping and just rebuilding completely altogether? Yeah, are you trying to to get? you know, some star player into Milwaukee and Giannis was never the answer from the begin with, I have no idea what the Bucks are doing and it's clueless. Okay, Ryan, it's Ryan, clueless.
1: Ryan, Ryan, I want to go back to you though, because I think that you were laying out the details of what the draft was. And I think we just sadly had some tech problems at the worst possible time. But again, I, I probably, I think may have over-exaggerated about Hampton going to Milwaukee, but it sounds like though, this is part of a trade deal with New Orleans, I'm guessing from earlier in this week.
4: Yeah, I think the graphic on screen showed that this pick's going to New Orleans. And then with that, uh, New Orleans is also getting the 2025 and 2027 pick unprotected. And then a couple pick swaps in there. So I, I confirm, someone needs to confirm this, but I think this that pick was going to uh, New Orleans.
6: The Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Emmanuel Quickly from, from the University of Kentucky. So
1: Emmanuel Quickly, a point guard so to Oklahoma City, Wild gents. Guard guard as we near the end in the and uh, the end of the first round, and also ending our coverage here on the Mi Six Sports Network, and we'll try our best, folks, to be able to confirm and deny all of the uh, trades that have, in fact, gone down tomorrow on fan response or on Friday or on Saturday. Whenever we get a chance to be back on air, but guys, uh, OKC drafting a guard again. Emmanuel quick, uh, quickly out of uh, Kentucky, a point guard averaging about 16 points per game is heading to Oklahoma City. Uh, Isaiah, how about any thoughts about this one? Again, I know that we will come back though, folks, to that developing story, at least the trade again that I think sent that I think confused all of us here because it was originally Hanton going to Milwaukee, but again, we'll have more about that. In just a moment, but Isaiah, any thoughts here about what uh, quickly might be able to add to OKC again? Probably looking though for a point guard, though, man, post Chris Paul being Delta Phoenix.
3: Yeah, um, well, actually, he's not going to be going to OKC. He's actually going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm looking right here on HoopsRumors.com, and they posted an article, I believe, an hour ago, that uh, the Timberwolves will acquire point guard Ricky Rubio as well as picks 25 and 28 Uh, in exchange for the 17th selection. And the 17th pick that Minnesota made was some guy named Aleksand Kukusevic. Yeah, he's actually going to Oklahoma City. And this guy is going to Minnesota along with the 28th pick. And most likely also James Johnson is going to Oklahoma City as well. So Isaiah's got one eye on that trade.
1: Jay, uh, Ryan, back to you with the other trade again involving Milwaukee and Oklahoma City. Again, I, I, think we're all, I think we all got confused. I think I got more confused out of anything else. But uh, give us the lowdown on that trade again once more between the Bucs and the Thunder.
4: Okay. Or the Pelican, I, have, I have the trade in front of me, the trade between the Milwaukee Bucks and the New Orleans Pelicans. The Bucks are going to get shooting guard Drew Holiday and a 2020 second round pick, pick number 60 overall. And the New Orleans Pelicans are going to get Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, this 2020 pick number 24, which was RJ Hampton, I believe. Yes. In addition to the 2024 first-round pick, but that's a pick swap. 2025, unprotected. 2026, a pick swap. And then 2027, which will be an unprotected. So, two unprotecteds, two first-round pick swaps... This first-round pick, Eric Bledsoe and George Hill, is what the Pelicans are going to get in this situation.
1: That is a live look at all of us, folks, with just how crazy these past several moments have been here as round one comes to a close here at this rate and at this point in time. Now, with that, guys, the Celtics are now back on the clock at pick number 26 as we inch ever so closer to the end of round number one but guys i will say though
3: this has been fun <laughs> it's been amazing man but i got something to add yeah. look at all these fun. point guards the new orleans pelicans have rj hampton lonzo ball eric bledsoe george hill plus the guy they drafted from alabama that's five point guards on your roster at least two of these guys are not going to be with the team when training camp commences uh, early next week. I can guarantee you that.
1: Yeah, this, in my mind, does in fact begin that conversation of who is going to be the odd man out in New Orleans at this rate and at this point in time, guys, because I don't know, though, how you can keep that many guards on one ball club and not have something go wrong. Trevor, what do you make, though, about the move made, though, or at least the draft pick that recently came in uh, just within the last couple of moments there is, in fact, we wait for the Celtics to make up their mind at number 26
5: so many guards what is this this is not the guards lead in the nba you got to have you know a nice roster built up and you just can't stack yourself with all point guards come on now (laughs) This, this is this is like first grade you know two plus two equals four but now I'm just going to keep, you know, stacking everything up with like all ones to get four. That's that's basically what the Pelicans did right there. That's
1: all I have. I'm I mean, how many guards I mean, how many guards does it how many guards does it take to guard a King's Castle? That many guards? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Brian over to you. What do you got for us, buddy?
4: Did we cover the trade where pick number 16 that was the Portland Trail Blazers. They drafted a center out of Washington. That pick is going to go to Houston as part of the Covington deal. So the I think the Rockets will be receiving the 16th pick this year, an unprotected 2021 pick next year, in addition to uh, Trevor Riza, who they flipped in a different trade. So right. the uh, number 16 pick of the Portland Trailblazers, that... Prospect is not going to go to Portland. That center will be going to Houston. My goodness,
1: <laughs> that's all I can say for it. Again, as a, uh, again, folks, a lot of moves are in fact being consummated here. We'll try our best to sh- uh, sort them all out for you, folks, as we uh get back to programming on Thursday or Saturday this week. Uh, Isaiah, what do you have to add, buddy?
3: Boom. That's what my reaction is right now. But hey, if you guys think this is wild, get ready for a Thanksgiving special. That is when free agency officially begins. Every minute you're gonna have moves after moves after moves after moves coming down. We might have to have like a buzzer where like we just put like when a move comes in from beep, 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 beep. It's gonna be full of beeps. Every minute there's gonna be a buzzer.
1: Christy, I agree. I can't wrap my head around any of this either. We've been on air for three hours and 20 minutes and still going strong as we, folks, inch ever so closer to the end of round one and do again and our coverage here on the MI6 Sports Network because we're going to watch round two in peace and hopefully None of it
2: makes sense, though. None of it does.
1: You know, it, it doesn't, but I think after we read all the moves that have been made, it will make more sense as time goes on, I think, at this rate. With that, guys, the Celtics are making their selection right now
6: draft the boston celtics select peyton pritchard from the peyton university pritchard, of oregon a,
1: a pg out of oregon to boston
3: this is a great move for the boston celtics so a point guard out of
1: oregon heading to boston i think is probably a move that i think is uh probably i think isaiah needed perhaps up there with the C's. what do you think
3: yeah, he's a great ball handler. He can go to the rim, good finisher, can shoot the three, great uh, floor vision as well. I love this move for Boston because it gives them depth um, on the bench at the point guard position. But I also wanted to update you guys on uh, some of the news that just broke on Hoops Rumors as well. Chris P. Haynes of Yahoo, a significant uh, NBA reporter, has confirmed that it is a significant Achilles injury. For Clay Thompson, and he's most likely out for the year. Way to go, Golden State! You had the golden child
1: in the in Lamelo Ball right there, and he just whoop, and he goes to Charlotte. Ryan, back over to you.
4: Okay, uh, we were talking about how the Knicks should have drafted a point guard at twenty-three. Well, yes. they are going to get a point guard because a trade was was made with the T Wolves. The T Wolves will be getting the twenty third pick that's shooting guards, and New or-, or New York will get quickly and a twenty twenty second round pick. So New York does get a point guards in quickly with with this trade with the Timberwolves. The Knicks are actually, fellas, making moves. <laughs>
1: twenty twenty. I know it's 2020, but, John, this never happens, though, with the New York Knicks, sadly. It's been a long time coming for that organization.
2: It has been a long time coming, in, and if I'm a Knicks fan, I'm sun- I'm suddenly happy with the future, with what the future holds.
1: Ryan, back over to you.
4: Okay, uh, Denver made a trade where they're going to get the 25th pick, uh, Bay, or no, number... I think that's incorrect, but they're getting Bay while New Orleans is going to get a first-round pick in the future. So isn't Bay a power forward? Didn't they already draft one? I think they did already, yes.
2: Yeah, Bay's so, a power forward, I think.
4: Yes, and did I thought Denver drafted a different oh, power forward.
2: Oh, he's a power forward, I
4: think. What is, what is happening? We got
3: another major trade update.
4: Isaiah, oh, go my. for it.
3: It's rumors.com reporting that the New Orleans Pelicans pick of RJ Hampton was actually um they tr- they actually made it for the Denver Nuggets. They're gonna trade RJ Hampton to Denver. Holy smokes. Oh yeah, yeah. Doing? Isaiah, thank
4: you. That's that's what, what the, the trade is.
3: Uh okay. RJ Hampton, that point guard the Pelicans selected, he's going to Denver in a trade. So
1: Milwaukee to New Orleans, now to Denver. Holy cow! This guy's been dealt away three times in like the last couple of heartbeats.
4: Wow! I was gonna say the trade I was talking about it was Ham- it was Hampton. I don't know why Bay is reported. the t- The title of the trade is Nug- Nuggets at Hampton, but then when they say what Denver gets, it listed Bay. So we have Utah Thank make you your for pick. playing it up.
6: Azabuki from Delta, Nigeria and the University Azubuki of Azabuki
1: out of Kansas to Utah, fellas. So
0: to
1: the big center out of KU better is, better is better heading to Salt Lake City to play, play with control. the Jazz. Oh, you don't so I think, guys, that probably in a way, though, gives a very good replacement or a backup to Rudy Gobert in my mind for the Jazz right now. Isaiah, your reaction?
3: I uh, like this pick because, yeah, you're right, Callen. He could be a backup to Rudy Gobert to let him develop, and then, you know, Rudy Gobert—he's actually a free agent, believe it or not. After this upcoming season, he's got one more year left on his contract, and most reports are indicating that he's going to walk away from the Utah Jazz, like due to all the tension that him and Donna Ben Mitchell has had. Uh, I know they, you know, try to repair the relationship. I know how, I don't know how that's going but there is a very significant chance that he walks. So if, you know, he walks, you have a guy in Azabuki who can come in and, you know, not start right away, but develop for a year and then, you know, slide into the starting lineup as the starting center. I like this move for uh, the U- or for yeah the Utah Jazz. But I want to touch on the RJ Hampton move. I think the Nuggets just got another Michael Porter Jr. This guy coming into this year, he was slated to be a top 10 pick. The reason why he fell was because he played in Australia against LaMelo Ball. He struggled in the first half of the season, but then turned it on late as he got adjusted to playing in Australia. But by the time he adjusted, all the scouts that were watching those games, they already had gone back to America because they were scouting him and LaMelo Ball. So they watched a lot of bad stuff about RJ Hampton. So if he turns out to, like I think he's a tantalizing prospect who in Denver, with not that much pressure on him to succeed right away, this could be a big steal for the Denver Nuggets. John, I'm more surprised, though, that a Kansas Jayhawk is finally drafted, but it comes
1: this late in round one, though. More than anything else, though, Mr. Mathis, what do you got?
2: Yeah, that's unusual for a Kansas Jayhawk. Usually a Kansas Jayhawk goes early in the first round because we know they produce a lot of superstar talent, right? Um, this has been a different draft. this has been a different year and what it shows you is that there uh, there's prospects from just about everywhere now um, in college basketball and that's what we saw here tonight um, but you know this is a great move. I like this move very smart they needed a center they got it um great move great great pick um, you know couldn't ask for anything better.
1: With that, guys, the uh, draft has gone to TV timeout with the LA Lakers, the defending NBA champs, on the clock. But of course, guys, I I, I do have my head on straight here because I know that this traded that this uh, pick is going to go to Oklahoma City with them signing or trading away for Dennis Schroeder, Of course, with they sent with them sending away the first round pick and also sending away Danny Green, who's now I believe going to Philadelphia at this rate as well. But uh, with that though, guys, in mind, uh, two more picks left before we are off the air to watch uh, round two as. Uh, Man, this has been quite a grind. Ryan, back over to you. What, what other news do you have to report for us here at this rate?
4: No news, but uh, what are the odds that uh, OKC trades whoever they select here for more future first round or second round picks? They I already
1: have 16 over the next, like, five years. What more do they need to have happen?
4: happen. They need more. That's all <laughs> I can say. More.
5: They need more. I feel like I'm watching the Cleveland <laughs> Browns it's the, the play play
4: It's
2: like, the pick. That at that point it will just become it will just become greed.
1: Okay, Isaiah, what do you got for us in regards to a potential trade again with
3: Oklahoma City? That Lakers pick, Callan, actually doesn't belong to OKC anymore. It belongs to Minnesota in the Ricky Rubio trade. Remember, Ooh. they got 25 and 28 in that Rubio trade.
5: Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, What in the
3: world is
4: going on here?
5: When you have draft picks, you can trade away. Woo.
4: It's called free real estate. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That means, wait, that, means that the Oklahoma City Thunder, they – gave up picks to move up and select a higher prospect. So that means they lost picks in this transaction. I'm, I'm surprised.
1: You get a draft pick. 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 Everybody gets a draft pick. Oh my goodness.
10: Wait, wait, wait.
1: <laughs> I just oh thought of
4: What? What's Ricky Rubio's role in Minnesota? They have D'Angelo Russell. And not only that, though, he's back there for a second time after a way he spurned
1: the franchise when he first got drafted. He's like, I don't want to play here. It's too cold.
4: So, like, uh, uh, this is the first time looking at this draft in detail. I don't see it from their perspective. I think of- we'll make a bet right now, Ryan, that he would be traded again to
1: somewhere else, probably. With that in mind, though, guys, we'll see how things are going, though, right now at this rate with, again, this Lakers pick right now that is owned. By the reigning NBA champs, though, but my goodness, folks, with how things have gone, though, this, this is just getting way out of control, though, but honestly, I love it.
0: It's a class picture, and you see the nervous energy of trying to get everybody together and lined up to take that picture of everybody who is on hand for the draft. Look how we're able to do it. Yeah, we're well, able to do it.
1: That's pretty cool. <laughs> that
0: looks That's pretty sweet, doesn't cool. it?
1: But now, though, guys uh, are seeing all these proposed trades, though, showing up, though, at this rate as well at this juncture. to
0: hear their names called. So far, 27 players have been Here's selected. a stunner. Malakai Flynn out of San Diego State going make the to the Lakers and then place. being sent to this somewhere else at this rate because of Minnesota Minnesota how things have gone. Oklahoma City. So the Lakers making the pick on its way to Minnesota eventually. Here's the commissioner.
1: So there we go. We'll be going to Minnesota
6: with the 28th pick in the 2020 NBA draft. The Los Angeles Lakers select Jaden McDaniels from the University of Washington. So McDaniels is going to Second the Wolves Husky
0: to be chosen tonight as Jaden McDaniels from his home in
3: Renton.
1: <laughs> so, by way of the trade with Oklahoma City, and now OKC makes a trade with Minnesota. Now he is going to be going off to Minneapolis-St. Paul. Gina McDaniels out of Washington. I don't know, Ryan, but this is just becoming a more compelling storyline as we have watched this draft unfold, especially late here in round one and before we, in fact, sign up on the
4: night. Okay, so this is my understanding of what the Timberwolves are doing. They drafted a power forward at 17. So instead of just staying Pat and uh, keeping him, they moved him, got a guard that had a messy breakup, and all will be a backup at best with D'Angelo Russell. And then they drafted another power forward much later. In- oh,
9: no. Isaiah, no, no. you're reacting
4: to what's going on.
3: This is getting too much for me. I just got uh, – I just updated the Hoops Rumors website and they the first article up. the Timberwolves acquire Knicks pick Argentina guard Leandro Balmero with – uh, for the number 25, <laughs> number 33 selection, so how oh, many God 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 do you need Minnesota? You have <laughs> Edwards. now you go get, um, they got well, what's his name,
10: oh uh, Daniel,
3: King, and then they got Ricky Rubio, and now they acquire. Ball Like come on, man. You guys don't what like the is, world is going on at
1: Target Center right now? <laughs>
2: why why are people getting all these guards? What's going on? I mean, I get it. It's it's a guard driven league now, but my goodness. Um, How many guards do you need on one freaking roster? Christy, Christy is still right though. <laughs> this is
1: now pure insanity as round one winds down with the Raptors on the clock. Ryan, what more do you have for us, buddy? Anything?
4: no news i'm just so confused i was already confused why you would add ricky rubio now you're adding another guard and new york is losing a guards to get uh wait no 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 they're wait no i thought new york already had quickly why how are they getting quick what's happening I, what
3: I, nobody knows what the hell is going on tonight is
4: it, it you plus- know what Go on. i'm gonna say this nba please just allow official trades to happen just if someone wants to get a prospect just let them trade the pick on the spot don't go the uh, oh this team drafts the player then trades this team then trades this team unless you're oklahoma city team. you
1: just have 16 first round picks for like the next eight years sitting in your back pocket
4: you know this is what this is why oklahoma is getting all the picks they want to avoid all this confusion so they're like well, if we just have the whole draft, then no confusion needed. Holy we'll just crap. take all of them.
2: It's been a while. This is day ridiculous. Day. It's been a while week, actually. I'm going to go on a limb.
4: I don't even think the GMs know who they have <laughs> at the end of the night. So I, think right, I think they though, just roll the though, dice.
2: Drawing.
1: Ryan, I want to interrupt you for a second, though, but Isaiah is so right, though, about that. his graphic there of all the moves being made by everybody across the board.
4: Ryan, please continue
6: I, see, I, think, I just think NBA product.
4: GMs just make moves at random, and at the end of the night, they're like, oh, who do we end up with? They're like, I don't know, let's uh, d- let's dig through the paperwork to-, paperwork to find out, and oh, we end up with uh, this-, this draft pick. I mean, how they keep track of everything is absolutely insane. Like... like- Imagine being an NBA prospect and you get traded to seven different teams before you well, eventually land like, up on uh, your I actual look Kawhi, team.
1: Look at Kawhi Leonard. He was picked by Indiana, then dealt to the Spurs, and then of course he gets dealt to the Raptors, and he signs with free agency with the uh, with the Clippers over the last season. As the Raptors guys are on the clock, the our officially our second to last picker because I don't know if we can handle another whole round, guys, of more pure insanity. What we're, we will watch though. But we won't be on air. But I, it's going to be way worse, I think, as round two does in fact begin very shortly.
2: Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, it's going to be more interesting when we get off of here for sure.
1: It's going to be tough though to get through final thoughts without like more trades being made at this rate and at this point in time because it's going to be a it's going to be a battle to get to the end of the show here at this rate.
3: I, I'm just waiting for the final rosters to come out to see who's actually on each roster because I, I have no idea who went to who, who went to who. All I know is the Wolves got Edwards, the Warriors messed up, they got Wiseman, and then ball goes to Charlotte. bar and MJ. And then, and then all these trades that are going on with the Pelicans having like six guards, the Wolves having like five or six guards. It's... Uh,
1: God, I Come hope on. that. By the way, I hope I hope if Lavar and MJ play, that MJ elbows him right in the face to shut his mouth.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, the surprise is that you didn't know necessarily <laughs> when Steph <laughs> Curry was drafted. Let us go to New Orleans. You don't way need a uh, second. The Houston Rockets Rock emphasize small ball with and all those guards, man. One guy. This is saying, this is torture. The rule is, and we don't expect necessarily. Uh, Franchise cornerstones, all-time greats. If someone's going to be... What what does
6: everyone
1: think about Toronto and their their Uh, draft stock right now at 29? Who would have been... Biggest spot's
7: got to be what a guard. There's only like five super, there's not that many superstars now. But what I'm picking
4: guard,
0: guys, like
7: I'm gonna
4: say this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whoever they draft here is gonna end up on a different team, and then a different team, and then maybe
8: finally ends up on their actual team.
6: I don't know if I
8: thought, yeah, if we thought that now, they'd
7: be at the top of the draft. Oh my superstar, gosh. for me, is like being I say, I yeah. top seven Nico in the league. right out of Arizona. Great
3: three-point shooter to handle superstar. the
7: ball. So it's hard for me to put any
0: of these guys right now in
8: superstar category. That's you know, kind of the definition of surprise. I mean,
0: you know, like... <laughs> But you've got you're, the definition of your job is to forecast That's <laughs> what I'm going to see, right? It's, is that, you know, my
8: draft the guard. It's a guard! if I can It that. analyst, huh? not
0: magician. Oh, Just to piss us <laughs> off, draft okay. a guard. It's duck and weave behind <laughs> uh, Toronto Put with the 29th pick. You're the penultimate host. Nice
6: <laughs> Here we go. They draft a guard. With the 29th pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Toronto Raptors select Malachi Flynn from San Diego State University. Another (laughs) guard! And there he is. Mike's talked about him a couple of times tonight. Oh, Malachi yeah. Flynn going to
0: Toronto. He was the Mountain West player Another of the year. He's not going to end up on the Raptors. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. State alum fellas, and he's before before going to Toronto. How about that? The and he's a freaking guard. But now, he's wow. not going to end up
4: on I'm Toronto. Sorry. He's going to get <laughs> traded to three different teams before the night's over. I guarantee it.
10: I
2: guarantee oh. it. Oh.
10: Christie's coming back on the air. Oh. Oh, oh, this is definitely oh. trade galore. <laughs> Guards galore. <laughs>
5: the year of the guard is what 2020 is now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh
0: man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh, oh. Now the
5: question is can another Boston guard keep the guard A San Diego alive? State alum is drafted here. Oh, <laughs> can Boston keep the guard streak alive? Oh, by pick another
2: Boston,
0: guard. Please. <laughs> what pick
1: all right, we are, folks, at our final pick here of the round we are covering, but it's been filled with a insane number of reactions throughout the course of this program, including me jumping on my bed in my room here, where my dog is currently or was currently laying down because of the utter lunacy of the last part of round one. Uh, Ryan, any news to update anybody on right now at this rate?
4: No, and at this point, I really just... I, I don't know. I, I'm lost. I'm burnt out. I have no idea who's on who. Do the Cavs even have the original draft pick? I don't know. <laughs> we may trade him for seven second round picks. I have no idea at this point. Who knows what's happened? What's give me, reality? Give, what's give real? me more.
1: Give me more. <laughs> yeah,
4: uh oh. Isaiah's
1: reacting. John, timeout. We have a. Oh, Isaiah's dead.
5: Oh, what happened, Isaiah? Uh, there I he dead. goes. Okay,
1: there's got to be a bombshell. What, what's going on, Leong? I just.
3: Uh, you know, refreshed hoopsrumors.com again. And they say the Jazz have just traded center Tony Bradley and the 38th pick to Detroit. For a guard? Uh, no, he's a center. But Detroit's getting the 38th pick. And they're trying to. Pick I guess a the guard! Jazz, the Jazz are trying to save money send Jordan Clarkson. Pick a guard! <laughs> oh, man, I'm
1: done, okay man. fellas we are at the conclusion here of our coverage this will be the first Thank or goodness. the last pick that we see i agree ryan i'm starving and i am sweating bullets over here it's been almost a four-hour program here <laughs> at this rate but folks you are going to watch the the last part of the draft though but it will not be on air though you're only going to see us react to round one here but holy cow fellas this is absolutely insane at this rate with how we have seen, seen things go right now as the Celtics make the final pick that we'll have on right, air for you he folks here tonight.
0: Uh, where is this pick going to wind up,
9: Adrian? Risa, uh, this pick is on its way to the Memphis Grizzlies. I've got wow. Desmond Bain of TCU. They were really high on in the pre-draft process, but now Ooh. Boston will select this pick for the Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies guys
1: are going to take the Celtics spot at 30 to end the first round. Wow.
5: Aggressive. Aggressive Grizzlies.
1: Aggressive.
7: This
3: is unbelievable.
7: Oh, my. Here we go, guys. We
6: go. Final pick. It's a freaking guard. With the 30th pick in the 2020 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Desmond Bain from Christian, from Texas Christian University. Another time! Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! So
10: God, God,
0: well, Desmond God. Bain, the first draft pick from TCU since Lee on oh last century God. in 1999. Jay, talked about his ability uh, to shoot the ball, uh, and so that is what the Grizzlies will get as we go back to the
2: commission.
6: That concludes the first round. The second Hello? round will be conducted by Deputy Commissioner Mark Tatum. Before i turn I'm things all
4: alone. Someone I want help to me! My
6: appreciation to all NBA fans watching around the world. I hope everyone stays safe. Oh my I goodness, fellas! Desmond Bain,
1: another shooting guard out of. Oh my God! Out of BCU is going number one. Is going to the. Oh. Austin Celtics, at or uh, the Celtics now to Memphis at number 30 of the draft order. Holy cow, guys. My goodness gracious.
5: I guess when I go to sleep tonight, I'm going to probably be
1: dreaming of guards tonight. Can't wait. Oh, my goodness, fellas. This is absolutely insane. This is absolutely insane. This has actually happened as this program has, in fact, chugged along here tonight. Wow.
3: The no left for six. words.
1: From, from
5: trading.
3: Really embodied what this uh, first round was about. Trades and guards. You had the Celtics trading with the Grizzlies, and then you had the Celtics selecting a guard for the Grizzlies. <laughs> Ryan, what
4: do you got, buddy? So this draft was summarized by a bunch of surprise picks and the top 10 was stable. It was nice We knew who was going where then after that the NBA was like Hey, you guys know how we had the drafted away fans can understand. Let's 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 not have that Let's have prospects bounce around to three different teams 17 guards taken in a row where uh, No one knows what's happening I'm burnt out. There's absolutely no way that uh, even the prospects know which team they're on at this point. They can't. I mean, my lord. Honestly, if I was an NBA prospect, I would just go to bed and then wake up and just look at who the final team I'm on after I was dealt three different times. So, honestly, confusion, uncertainty, despair, pain, Chaos.
0: chaos. chaos,
4: All of those describe this draft and uh, this uh, live show that we've done. It's just been... I have more clear final thoughts, but I i don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I don't think that could have come at
1: a better time, honestly, Ryan, with final thoughts finally being given out here. I mean, it's hard to think straight because we've been on air for almost three and three-quarter hours dissecting all these moves, leaving the set, jumping on beds, running down the hallway because of what, though, I think, guys, despite the ongoing crisis and pan- pandemic that we've been facing, probably one of the more active draft days, I'd say, in recent memory, yes?
4: Yeah. I'd say yes. so based on the fact that oh, I don't right. know where anyone is outside of the lottery. I agree.
1: Uh, with that in mind, Isaiah, will go to you first for final thoughts for tonight's program.
3: Well, I am, first of all, before I get into my final thoughts, I want to thank Christy Wilson, Casey King, um, along with Shardo Gupta, and also Stephen Wang, L. Bushman, who, by the way, L. Bushman, ladies and gentlemen, put up one of the best comments. Sound like Bob Maneri. Uh, that was a Isaiah, cool. we oh, lost God, you there man. for a moment. Say that again, please. He says, uh, Callan, you sound like Bob Maneri. I love Bob. God, that was a good comment. Tyler, work. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. Martin Garcia, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm trying to... We had so many comments. I wouldn't be surprised if we had 400. Um, Porsche, Shantae, Gaines, as well as uh let's see uh I think that's it yeah we got through it but I want to thank all the viewers and uh the yeah the viewers for tuning into the show today it was a very very fun episode to do I mean we almost did it for four hours we broke a record three hours and 46 minutes and counting but it was a very fun draft there, there will be a lot of nice or very funny gyps coming up uh probably in the next like day or two from Callan who's just gonna you know you know go back into the program and see what he can find and you know post on the page to roast us um but yeah it's been a great program i want to thank all the viewers once again for their tremendous love and the support but i want to you know dissect some of the winners and losers of this trade i think the winner of this trade Uh, has got to be the Denver Nuggets. I really love their RJ Hampton pick. I think he could turn out to be kind of like a Michael – like not he could be a Michael Porter Jr. when it comes to guards and a huge steal. Uh, I also love the Peyton Pritchard pick by the Boston Celtics. This guy is very experienced, great ball handler. Um, He can pass the ball like heck. He's also – he also won Pac-12 Player of the Year. He can also score very well. So I think Boston, the Nuggets, and – I would say Charlotte also won the draft because I liked the Lamelo Ball pick a lot. They needed a point guard, and that shows me now that Terry Rozier might be out in Charlotte because they they both play the same position. My biggest loser of the draft has got to be the Golden State Warriors. You had Clay Thompson. The news drops literally two hours before the draft that Clay Thompson has a significant Achilles injury that will most likely put him on the shelf. For a whole year. And who knows how he's going to come back. Because when he does come back. He's not going to have played basketball in two seasons. And he would have been coming off a torn ACL. And a torn Achilles. So you needed a guy to come in and replace Klay Thompson. And you had LaMelo Ball right in your lap. And you decide to draft the center. I mean that's. It doesn't make any sense. They should have went with LaMelo Ball. But they didn't. And I just think that was for me. The dumbest pick of this entire draft. With
1: that, John Mathis, over to you, man. Very long program. Thanks for toughing it out, man. And we'll go now to you for your final thoughts.
2: First of all, I want to thank all our viewers out there, our loyal and dedicated supporters. Without you guys, none of this is possible. You know, I don't name I don't name people individually because I I have I, I'm always afraid that I'm going to leave someone out. So I just say thank you to everyone who tuned in and who. Uh, watch this tonight. We are grateful and we are humbled by your support. Thank you guys so much. This was a blast, guys. I had a fun night doing this show. Um, <clears throat> this was a crazy draft. Um, exciting, very exciting. It was a fun event. I enjoyed myself with you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, this is a great team i had a great time tonight uh let's do it again uh next year this this is just this was just wonderful and now i could finally get off camera chill and enjoy the rest of the draft
5: uh, muted.
1: trevor uh, over to you man final thoughts i had to uh, shoot the dog out of my bedroom for a second here he's been kind of wondering what the heck's going on here. As my folks are gone and uh, he's uh, wandering around the house, like very impatient to go outside. But Trevor, your thoughts or final thoughts, I should say, about tonight's program.
5: Oh, my gosh. So many trades. I said this draft was going to be aggressive in trades. And somehow I was right. I didn't think I was going to be right. I thought it'd be like a few moments. But we have three-way trades going on. People say, I'll give you a draft pick in 2027. Don't you worry about the pick. I got you later. So I'm like saying, Why? And then the guards, oh my gosh. It seems like I could be a guard and get drafted in the second round at this rate. So, you know, someone in the NBA, give me a shout out. Give me that draft pick because I'm going to be a guard in this draft and someone should, you know, select me. But at the same time, it's been a long show. We're going on the four hours it feels like. Just imagine if we did a second round. Just the second round pushes us to like eight hours and i feel like we would all fall asleep midstream and it and you guys would just miss the rest of the picks. but you know it's been a pleasure to be on the show thank you all our views for tuning in for this long episode we couldn't have gone you know all the way to the end without your love and support so thank you guys so much
1: ryan i know it's been a long night buddy but if you can muster some final thoughts we'd greatly appreciate that bud
4: yeah, final thoughts. Thank you to everyone who watched. If you watched the majority, if not all, of this episode, you are a true fan, a trooper, and I, I cannot give enough respect to you because that is some next-level support, and we really appreciate it. And speaking of next-level support, there was... When the fifth pick came in, I had my little reaction where I fell to the floor and probably definitely got a noise complaint in my apartment, unfortunately, but... um. But uh, now I must say that since the pick has been made and it looks like uh, Isaac, the uh, small forward slash power forward out of Auburn, is a Cleveland Cavalier, I just must say I am really hoping for the best. And I just saw a tweet that uh, led me or that gave me inspiration to uh, dedicate this uh, final thought to. Apparently, minutes after he was drafted, he surprised his parents with a Range Rover. So, if anything else, he may not have been the prospect I initially wanted the Cavs to pick, but it sounds like he's a good dude, and he's at least a good defender, so that's something, but at this point, he's a Cleveland Cavalier, and until you just play awful for a few years, you'll have my respect, and you'll have my my support, so I hope he pans out, because... Cleveland Cavaliers really need some help right now. Their management is a clown show, so I really hope they got this pick right because there's probably some more clear-cut picks that could have been made. But at the end of the day, the Isaac or the prospect out of Auburn, Isaac, is a Cleveland Cavalier. And let's go turn this around. Isaiah, I'm afraid to
1: ask, do we have more trade news going down in the NBA?
4: We have breaking news.
3: Uh, Philadelphia is finalizing a trade to send Josh Richardson to Dallas.
4: Oh, is that a guard oh, trade? Who are they getting?
3: Uh, They haven't announced it yet, but Josh Richardson is on his way to the Babs. This is way
1: too much, man. This has been way too much throughout the course of this program tonight. Uh, with that in mind, though, folks, we want to remind you again, that we will be uh, off air on Friday with No BS Not Taking Place because on Saturday we'll have our uh, – well, folks have – Our uh, network Thanksgiving uh, special coming your way at 8 o'clock Pacific time here on the MI6 Sports Network. We're going to finish the show, folks, about six or five minutes shy of uh, four hours. But Isaiah has more news for us. What now do you have, Isaiah?
3: (laughs) Dallas is sending Seth Curry in the trade to Philadelphia for Josh Richardson. So they get what? Danny Green and Seth Curry on the same day. Love the moves by the 76ers because we said they needed shooting, and they go out and get two of the best three-point shooters right now in the NBA. Did you just say Danny that,
4: Green is one of the best three-point shooters? I said,
3: no, I said spot-up, spot-up three-point shooters.
4: I, um No, not after this year. He's He has to prove himself again because he was just awful this year.
1: Uh, Some thoughts here, guys, from our loyal viewers, Uh, Casey King. Well, I'll be damned as this has got to be a record for guards in the first round. It's got to be some kind of a record. I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, with the amount of times that we were yelling and screaming and jumping and running off the set with guard selections, Christy says, too many trades and so many damn guards. Eric Fan telling us to get to the finish line. We're getting there very close. And Christy agrees. Final thoughts. What a fun show. And very exciting. And again, folks, I don't, I don't, I don't think though that we have that anyone has seen us really react like this during a live event though that we have actually covered here on the Mi6 Sports Network. But with that, folks, we are gassed. We are done. I am starving. Now what, Isaiah?
3: No, I was just like that's my reaction. I oh. God, we are finally. Sure going
1: to have like some news that like the Lakers just got like someone else for you know someone off a scrap heap basically.
3: There with is, that, folks, there is news regarding COVID, though. Javon Kinlaw, 49ers defensive lineman, placed on the COVID list.
1: Just what they need to have happen going into week number 11. But with that, folks, uh, a very great show, a long show. We're going to finish up uh, just shy of four hours. But with that, folks, we thank you all for hanging around for an hour, 30 minutes, two seconds, five minutes, or the entire three hours and 50 plus minutes and change, folks. With that in mind, for Isaiah Le John Mathis, Ryan Schreiner, Trevor Williams, and the rest of the cast and crew here of the MI6 Sports Network. Yours truly, Cal McClurg, saying goodnight from San Diego. We'll see you folks back here over the course of the weekend with our Thanksgiving special coming your way, folks, at 8 o'clock Pacific time on Saturday. But with that, folks, we'll leave you with our 2000 celebration again with us celebrating 2000 Anchor Podcast listens, folks. Till next time, good night, and bye-bye.